Today on the post game, we have the Red Truck Beef Jerky Twitter Beef of the Week. We get into lacrosse players playing football and Nick paving the way. We recap this previous weekend of games, including some clout that the podcast got. We also get into some NFL picks and some college football picks. I talk a lot about the Jets. We wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Jack Rowlett. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of the post game. On this episode, we talk a little bit about uh, the other bye weekend. You know, shit, it's it's a bye weekend every single week. Uh, kick off to the NFL season, kick off to college football, how stressful Notre Dame and Florida State was before any of that shit. Evan, Labor Day weekend, how was it? Talk to me. It was great. It was probably my first, like, local Labor Day weekend, but Sound Guy was in town in New York City. So I went and got dinner with him and a bunch of our friends. We had a great night, a great Thursday night. I did minimal work on Friday. Played a lot of Madden on Friday. Um, Friday, I got my girlfriend's parents came into town. We got dinner, pretty chill day. Saturday, I golfed, played great. Um, Shot a 111, which is not great. (laughs) Okay, okay. It was a hard course. It was a very hard course. Um, and then I was pretty chill, but then I had a wedding on Sunday for, I mentioned him in the last episode, Ryan Pingle, Tina McNearney. Yep. Great wedding. Phenomenal spread. It was in there. Tina's family owns a barn and it was in a barn. It was just a mm. phenomenal That's setting. a great, I, that's my favorite wedding it. venue. It, it was just great vibes. You know, I was, I, I watched, uh, I watched them get married and I was sitting on a bale of hay, which is hilarious. That's well, not hilarious, iconic. but just like, you know, it's just awesome. Yeah. And they had whiskey flown around. It was great. So I had a great weekend. How was yours? My, uh, boy, uh, this, this is the definition of peaks and valleys weekend, high highs, low lows. So, um, we, uh, I have a buddy that has some, uh, has two places in Vail. Um, and so he hosted like a fun little, mostly boys but his girlfriend was there and then one of uh, our other good friend connor frazina and his girlfriend amanda who's a great lady was there so i mean we just did it right honestly we uh we we golfed on friday uh we played tennis saturday morning uh we went out in Vale on saturday afternoon and just got fucking hammered um on sunday we played tennis or we played tennis and then we played golf and then like we grilled out um, and kind of kept it a little bit more low key, watched the Notre Dame game, uh, and then drove back Monday. So, um, played golf twice, went, uh, 87 and then 91, which I'm pretty proud right, of. So I'm right. I'm right behind you. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. close. You're close. I'm just, you you got to yeah. follow through. That course looks sick. You had a little drop down. I don't know if that was 18, but you, I saw your uh, video. Dude. It, so those holes are bananas. It's like, listen, the holes 220 and it plays like 150. And I'm like, you got, I don't know how to play this driver. So I hit a pitching wedge. It was so fun. I like teed it up and, you know, sent it high and it was in the air for fucking 10 seconds. And you have no idea where it's going to drop. I was like, this might be a hole in one. It was like 30 yards short. I, I was, it was a blast. It's honestly more like playing roulette than it is really golfing. Like just hit it. If a gust of wind happens, you're not even getting close. I actually played my buddy, uh, Johnny Thomas and his dad, and then his dad's friend. So like old guys golf, I, that's who I need to play with because they hit the ball straight and true. 
but it takes them like two of my distance shots to yep. get to where I am. So like we end up having the same score. So I think I just play a reverse old man's game. And if I play with old men, I'm pretty nice. So yeah. that's like my new, that's my new uh, avenue. I can't play with guys my age. I got to just uh, bump it up a little bit. Good. Yeah. And then you're keeping them young with your jokes and your beers and that you're pulling out of the bag. They're like, look at oh, this young dude. guy. Yeah. You're the like, banter. Yeah. The banter was great. They were loving it. I'm aiming like all the way left. Cause I know my slice is coming back. It's still going two fifty. <laughs> like, wow, you really smashed that one. I'm like, dude, yeah. I lost like 70 yards on that because I can't figure out how to swing a driver, but no, oh, you're good. It was, it was, but, it was uh, great that I found my new Avenue. I found my lane. It's just playing with old people. There you go. That's a great, that's a borderline charity work too. <laughs> um so the valley of the weekend was driving back and for those of you that are following along i'm going through a breakup right now and i think this will be the last time i talk about it i don't really like airing out my dirty laundry like i'd, like, I'd rather just have people you know enjoy listening instead of being depressed but worth noting um if you catch me being a little sad you know i'm taking a break from twitter right now i get back on monday and she had moved everything out without me being aware of it both beds uh oh, you shit, know, dude. tv everything it was it was going pretty well and then i get back and it, you know i have nothing and i'm like oh that's so we Dark. call and i was like you know a, a heads up that i wouldn't have a bed upon you know going back to the apartment would have been nice and you know it but the worst part and this is why this week was so fucking tough is it got a little hostile because i was like you know that's pretty fucked up to not even give me a heads up i would have enjoyed that um is i i think i've seen moose for the last time at least on purpose so i uh and you didn't get the you didn't get to say goodbye no so we we had kind of like briefly talked about like you know she's on a work trip and i was going to watch him for two days and that was going to be kind of you know my my chance to say goodbye but now she's already uh moved on and said that it probably wouldn't be in anybody's best interest if I got to say goodbye. And I was like, that's bullshit. It would be in mine and Moose's best interest. That's fucked. Um, so that was like, dude, there, there were some dark moments on Monday and Tuesday where I was just like, this is fucked up. So, you know, it was going at least relatively simple as far as breakups go. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, like I, I just got to soak it. Sometimes in life, you got to wear one on the chin. And right I got on the down. The ref counted out to 10. Um, but you know what I am proud of? Um, so I had like my, all right, get fired from the steel mill drunk, get it out of your system. Cause I'm not dealing with this anymore. So I got super fucked up on, on Monday and I haven't had a drop of alcohol since I'm like, you know, for since the recording of this pod in which I've had a beer and a LaCroix. Um, so I'm really LaCroix, and I was going to call you out, but I was like, whatever, I'll let him just drink his LaCroix. Yeah, no, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a severe step back from drinking. Um, I'm going all in on like tennis and hiking and stuff, and I'm figuring out what I'm going to be doing for the next couple months. And it's looking like it'll be Sun Valley, Southern California, college football tour, trip to New York, Thanksgiving break, move to Boise in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You want to hear the kicker? You want to hear the kicker? I think I'm ready, I'm ready to hear the kicker. I'm just clapping every time you're fired up. New York, uh, New Year's Eve, Baker's Bay with the Washington. Baker's Bay. Let's All right, go. I'm coming. Yeah, no, uh, where's absolutely. my invite? Yeah, I'm like Jay, Jay's scared of me. Clearly, doesn't want to rest on the beat. He's scared as shit. But no, uh, so, so right now, uh, I'm I'm just distraction chasing. What's the next thing that I can be like? Ooh, go focus on and like, dude, what do you mean? That's the whole point of being. That's the whole point of being single. Yeah, you had every breakup has their like lows where 
you know, last week when we talked, it sounded pretty civil. Like at some point, every breakup has their like non-civil moment. You had yours and now you're moving up. Now you're moving on. You're already playing tennis, living a healthier lifestyle. Single Nick, like is Sneaky getting in shape while traveling? Is that, is that the angle we're going with? I think it is. So dude, I mean, you're, you know, you're knocking on the door and you're about to enter a very exciting time in your life. Yeah, I, I made some calls to Boy- the Boise fucking lacrosse community and Boise in general. I cannot wait to call it home probably for the rest of my life. I think I'm calling my shot. That's just going to be home. I, I let like three people know about it. Um, probably have gotten 15 texts, like three job offers. Everyone. Oh, shit. Heard you're going through a breakup. That sucks. Half of them are like, yo, hurt, like hurt it on the podcast. Really sorry to hear about Moose get your ass up here. Like, let's go. So, I got your dog. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to finalize that. And like priority number one is I'm going and adopting a dog. Like, and let's it's go. in my fucking name. And what's what God, names, what names are you going with? Oh, I have no idea. I need to know what kind of dog I'm adopting first. I'm torn between getting like, you know, paying for it or just going and adopting, literally walking into the shelter what dog hasn't been adopted just because of the way that it looks, not because of who it is as a dog and given that dog like the best life. So watch out. Great guy, Nick. Awesome. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I mean, all the, all the female listeners right now are just like biting their nails, ready to go. <laughs> that, that one girl that's in the group chat sometimes. Yeah. Biting the lower lip, just like, Oh my God, he's going to adopt the dog that um... doesn't get adopted. <laughs> So no, right. I'm, uh, the distraction chasing has been wonderful. Um, dude, when you come to New York, give me like a, honestly, dude, I think you should come the first week of October, which I know is coming up, but I think that's going to be a legendary weekend. Why? What's, what's going on then? I got a party to go to on October 2nd, Friday night, we can make something happen. And then Sunday I have tickets to the Jets game and I can easily get you a ticket because it's a big tailgate from my hometown. Um, and I can easily get you an extra ticket and we can go. You can just say Manhasset at this point, by the way. All right. Well, it's big Manhasset yeah. tailgate. Um, I'll tell you this awesome. too. People like I, we've had what? I mean, we, we recorded and we will release this guest, but he's offered for us to meet. I got a call from Notre Dame and they're doing like a pretty cool, uh, like alumni weekend, but it's like, we're trying to scrape together a bunch of pros and former pros who are still in shape to come out and play. I know that you saw that in the group chat with, yeah, Dave. I can't go. I, Cause that's the same weekend, but yeah. But when I was talking to like the coordinator at Notre Dame, um, the operations guy, he was like, Oh, it'd be awesome if that weekend you and Evan could meet. And then um, there's oh. another uh, Gibson over at String King was like, you know, he was trying to get us to meet on. Uh, on I know. Side. Yeah. So people are really like, we might just open it to the highest bid. Skip Notre Dame alone that weekend and come to the city. Might have to. It's either <laughs> Sun Valley or New York that weekend. All right. We're good. So you're skipping Notre Dame alone that weekend no matter what. Probably. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just making as many plans as possible, and then just like, oh shit, I just made three. Life plans. of a single guy, you don't think with <laughs> yeah. anybody. Who am I reporting to? Yeah. Nobody. I'm having a great fucking time. So we uh, should we dive into some lags, some Twitter beefs? Oh yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, Actually, well, I, yeah. I gotta take a piss, otherwise I'm not gonna be able to record this. All right, I'll. I'll... <laughs> you can not. Just have him cut it out. It's fine. Yeah, cut it out, sound guy. All right, we're back. Let's get into some lacrosse, some red truck beef jerky, Twitter beef of the week. Actually, great Twitter beef. 
Um, so, I don't know if you saw this happen in real time, but I saw it happen in real time and I was dying. No, I'm uh, I'm kind of taking a break from Twitter. I'm on Twitter for the first time in a little Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Okay, so basically what happened was uh, Tyson Bell had like a subtweet after the Atlas lost to the chaos. Um, and it was about Jake Carraway. And he said, should have been untucked. Like talking about how he tucks his jersey in. Yeah. Um, and Jake Carraway had a absolute dunking of a response. And he said, I'll take your seat on the couch. Assuming it's warm by now, stay in school and work hard, kids, or else you'll end up like this bum, attention-seeking from a rookie on social media. So, I mean, like, you could always go, like, both avenues. Like, you can go, like, I'll just chirp him and be, like, really funny, or, like, I'll cut him at the knees. And I kind of like that he showed both sides where he's like, I can chirp you and, like, be funny, and, like, the you and I's of the world will appreciate it. And then he's like, I'll go with like the cut at the knees route where like the Scotty Rogers of the world will appreciate it. So I'm glad that he like showed both sides and he did it in a very smooth way. So, I mean, this is a absolute complete slacking by, by Caraway on, on Tyson Bell. Dude. So there's, I feel like you can gauge, um, you can gauge Twitter beefs and internet beef by, was it serious enough? Was it serious enough for someone to call someone else a bum? Cause if it is, that's like, one of the all-time internet insults. Like, I think, you know, like, I think of Portnoy and is, you know, you fucking bum. Like, it just comes off the tongue and stings a little bit. So him throwing bum in that original response is phenomenal. And it's looking like um, he just got completely bodied. I mean, I don't, I don't really get it because I'm looking at Tyson Bell's responses. Seats chilled. It's cold up here in Canada. Is it a league of bums? Oh, that- dude, yeah. He, he completely folded. He was honestly getting ratioed by like burner accounts, like the Brantford Winston with burner account ratioed him after because he was like, he said something like, who are you to the Brantford Winstonworth account? Uh-huh. And that account just responded, just a guy watching the PLL on my couch, just like you. <laughs> like everyone was just like diving into the couch bit. So like, I mean, if Caraway's disciples could even like dunk on the guy that he had the original beef, that's all you need to know. Like he didn't even have to get involved. He just had the uh, burner accounts get involved. Yeah, it's like that Vince Carter, like it's it's over. Yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, totally. Great. You know, there a lot of times there are some cringy pieces of the Twitter beefs where even the guy who wins, you're like, ah, should they have said that? I know I've said that about myself. Before. Yeah, that's every like tweet that, I send. Yeah, literally. I like go back, wake up the next day with a headache, saying, why the fuck did they say that? Um, but Honestly, 10 out of 10 tweet from Caraway. Nothing too over the line, just enough of like a little like right hook, left hook, and then call it. So one of our better, uh, one of our better tweets that we've covered on this podcast. Yeah. Congratulations to Jake Caraway. You were the winner. Um, and fuck. God, that's a good tweet. And just a little advice for Tyson Bell. Um, nobody is forcing you to tweet on a timeline. Take your time, workshop it with your entire team, post it in the group chat, get get a focus group, get some feedback. That's what I did, and it worked wonders. It seemed like he probably was just firing from the hip, but, I mean, shit, you could hire a writing staff to respond to some of these tweets, and I almost did in the bubble. So um, take, yeah. take a second, think about it. Um, yeah, he kind of also went, like, funny, funny, like trying to go generally funny, like responding to guys. Once you're in a Twitter beef, you got to just keep going at the guy back and forth. Yep. You can always come back, even if you're on the ropes. And never get in a beef with an anonymous account. They have every upper hand knowing who you are. Exactly. And you have nothing to hurt them with. Great point. So, 
that's that's something that I've learned the hard way several times. So, all right. Well, that was a good Twitter beef for the week. Um, before we dive into lacrosse, football is so back. I couldn't be more excited. And, dude, leading the fucking charge of all of the football stories, at least in my world, is Jared Bernhardt having seven touchdowns in his first game at Ferris State. First off, to go there, I like, again, if there's ever been an expert to talk on this transition, welcome to the show. Buckle in. I could not have imagined stepping on Notre Dame's campus and getting one fall or sorry, one summer to prepare for a fall season, especially as the quarterback to earn the starting position. Like I remember when they put the defensive uh, playbook in front of me and I was like, it's 247 terms to learn about pass coverage. What the fuck is going on here? So my critique and why everybody should cool down a little bit, what is Ferris State doing where someone can come in and fully comprehend the, the offense well enough to score seven touchdowns? And the As second quarterback, <laughs> shout out to him for just being a freak. I love that it was like seven touchdowns and it was like five rushing and two passes. Yeah, that really, I didn't realize how big of a freak he was because like, I mean, I knew he was a great athlete, but see, I watched the highlights. Like there's highlights on Twitter of all seven of his touchdowns and he, he's just like a freak athlete. Like he was the best athlete on the field. And I know like Ferris state is obviously not Notre Dame, but like, of course it's still, it's still nobody would one. argue that it's division one football. Like I don't think anybody that I am athletic enough to be on the same field as would be athletic enough to be on a D one football field, but clearly that's not true. So well, I, I mean, so- that was the most impressive thing to me was I guess we saw it with Pat Spencer and like Northwestern basketball. That was also like super impressive, but football, like, athletically and just like being able to be like a rushing dominant player is, is pretty crazy. First off fair state D2. What's, you know, fact check. Oh, it is. Yes. Fuck. Cause I just, that's worse. that's worse than when I said Rowlett was from Georgia, Yeah. <laughs> but you know, borderline doesn't matter. So I, I kind of like, well, it does matter. I take back everything I said. Honestly. <laughs> oh, well, anybody could have done it. I could have done it after yeah. fucking Syracuse. I'll play him um, next week. <laughs> I remember him running past Keelty. And as soon as I saw Keelty like start crushing it in the PLL and like playing super well, like the fact that Bernhardt embarrassed him, I was like, oh shit. So when you look at those, those highlights of him scoring touchdowns, his acceleration, he looks like Noel Devine's high school highlights or, you know, fucking Devin Hester at Miami. And granted, it's no Fiesta Bowl. I think we can all agree on that. It's no Ezekiel Elliott. It's no missed tackles. You know, it's no Boston College getting a sick tackle at Fenway. But it is interesting because there are athletes on the field if you're playing college football. I don't care what division. I don't care where you're at. If you can look fast on camera, that's like all that needs to be said. Because even if you're running like faster than the slow guy, cameras they add 10 pounds and take away yeah. a second of your 40 or add a second to your 40 times so i think he has a real chance at, at playing in the league and i'd love nothing more than to him just keep dangling like the cherry that he's on the chaos in front of the coaches like oh yeah i played lacrosse but fuck that i'm going to the league so i mean i he he's gonna be on the patriots if bill belichick is still the patriots oh coach, he's already but... he's already drafted yeah he's already drafted. that's that's a done deal like he should get a shot. He looks athletic as fuck, but not as athletic as I thought. It was just D2. And I'll, uh, I, I will double, quadruple, quintuple confirm that I would like to root more for Jared Bernhardt than I would for Chris Hogan. Agreed. Based on, based on literally nothing. Based on that Chris Hogan is better, that better looking than me, I guess. 
Dude, so tell me about this Notre Dame quarterback, and he's a lacrosse player. I saw, like, some tweets about it, but I wasn't following. Yeah, I mean, cue up the picture of me paving the road. It's it's a joke what I've done for this sport without the recognition. So he committed to Notre Dame as, like, a sophomore for lacrosse, and then he was like, huh, like, maybe I could be a pretty damn good lacrosse player or maybe i could be the starting quarterback at division one wisconsin in a football obsessed town i love lacrosse it's a great sport doesn't hold a candle i mean imagine that recruiting pitch like hey come and do anything you want at wisconsin and you know hook up with whoever you want get your classes (laughs) done for you or you can go and grind in the cold winters of oh so he went to wisconsin first yeah, so he did four. Now this sounds familiar. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Yeah, so he's he's a uh, he's a transfer. So, but everybody it loves a good yeah. story. So yeah, that's hilarious. Sam Hubbard, also uh, former Ohio State DN, and now he's a DN on the Bengals. He was a Notre Dame lacrosse recruiter. Notre Dame lacrosse commander. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's, that's Oregon loves those. They know what they're doing. Yeah. He was I also a safety. The, so he was a safety was, at Ohio State, and he like just gained weight in three semesters. Then was it backing up Joey Bosa on the D line? Dude, insane. so Joey Bosa got kicked. At, so again, how many times can I reference the Fiesta Bowl in one episode? But <laughs> Joey Bosa got kicked out of that game for a late hit uh, or a helmet to helmet hit. So that guy got in a bunch. And then I went up and and talked to him after the game, and I was like, "Yo, like I just got done playing four years at Notre Dame lacrosse. Like, you know, what's up?" And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember, you know, committing. That was so funny. Like, how's Corrigan doing? He was like a super cool dude. And it was just two legendary athletes dapping each other up, chopping it up about being two sport athletes. So that was a uh, shout out. Um, can't even remember his name, but Sam shout, Hubbard. Out, shout out Sam Hubbard. I mean, he's nasty. He ended up yeah. being nasty at Ohio State. Dude, I was standing next to him. And I'm like, how the fuck were you ever recruited for lacrosse before you got scooped yeah, up. Yeah, he was way game. smaller. I guess he was way smaller. He was a safety recruit and then ended up playing DM. Yeah. So Pretty crazy. Honestly, credit credit to him for the weight gain. But dude, uh just briefly, real quick, that was one of the most stressful games I've ever watched in my life. Um especially because did you watch that game at all, Florida State Notre Dame? I didn't no, but I saw like I mean I was following it on Twitter. Like I saw Florida State crawl back and then I was saw the Brian Kelly interview after, which is hilarious. Dude, that was, that was one of those where I was like, this is God working against Notre Dame because when Milton came in, who's not rooting for that. It was like, he should have had his leg amputated and now he's taking the field. Yeah. To totally. beat Notre Dame. Everybody. I was watching it with a lot of my friends and even they were like, Oh, this is kind of a sick story, Nick. Like, are you paying attention? I'm like, everybody shut up. Nobody talk. And then when Milton came in, they mentioned that his mother's name was Teresa and they referenced Mother Teresa like five. Oh, times. yeah. I saw oh, you tweet we're that. Fucked. Like, all right, we lost. We lost. But no, shout out to Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> I saw a pretty fucked up tweets. So you know how they were honoring Bobby Bowden? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, they, they were saying uh, in like it wouldn't be a game memorializing Bobby Bowden if it wasn't wide left or like a missed Florida state field goal, just putting a little <laughs> salt. So on fucked. Um, and then, yeah, Brian Kelly's uh, I think we should execute everybody. No better way to motivate the boys than to yeah. threaten the public execution of hundreds of teenagers. Don't be surprised if Andy towers pulled that one out this weekend <laughs> to really get the boys going. Yeah. We could have a, a threaten off. Oh, you think you'll be executed? No. Like we're, we're going to, you know, maim you at the town square. <laughs> Tarted and feathered. Yeah. Uh, 
speaking of the chaos, what the fuck? I, like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't think they're good, but I guess they're good. I don't get it. I, I don't get this leak. I don't understand it. I don't understand how the chaos won. Um, but I don't know. How much of the games did you watch? Because we watched a decent amount of the Whip Snakes game, and we caught, like, uh, the second half of the chaos game. And no, I still I don't a, understand. Yeah, I was a big uh, highlight guy this weekend. But yeah. I was at the wedding, dude. Sunday games? Why are they all the games on Sunday? Yeah, come on, now. I was a big wedding guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess Blaze is just going to win MVP. Like, he was – he's just – he dominates. Yes. Yeah, yes. he dominates. That, that's that's the end of it. But I was just shocked. Like, the Atlas couldn't really get it going. I feel like they got over the hump of, like, the rookies and were clicking, and then they kind of looked like it was, like, week three, honestly, and they couldn't find, like, their footing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, every every scenario and everything is already all played out. Like, it's just a league that where everybody is so fucking good. Like, honestly who who really cares about odds lineups just histories you know the classic saying throw throw everything out the window when these two teams play but it applies to the entire league yeah it does yeah i mean every that's game in this it's league elite yeah yeah and that's why i guess every game is exciting to watch but also probably could field a few more teams but uh i mean Rowlett talks about it a ton the eclipse of andy towers are just electric he like I, I made Friday beers. Yeah, that was so funny, dude. I forgot he made Friday beers. <laughs> that was the best thing to happen to the PLL since inception. <laughs> Andy Towers yeah. made Friday beers. It was it was yeah. it got sent to me about five hundred times too. We really got to make a push to get him on the podcast. I think it'd be hilarious. I think we should, and I think he would. Again, Rowlett confirmed it for us. We should probably, uh, you know, get his number in DM. But either way, Chaos 15-9 over Atlas, and that was the surprising part to me is they kind of kicked the shit out of him and held Atlas to nine goals. Like, I, again, Blaze for MVP. I think the over didn't even hit. So, like, pretty fucked up from Blaze to just have – I think it literally was 24 and a half, and it was – and it didn't hit at right. 24. It might have been 23 and a half, actually. We'll need a uh, coolant to check that intercoolant, yeah. cool intercoolant. Um, but yeah, I mean, biggest biggest story of the weekend, I mean, was the Water Dogs entrance to their semifinal game. So who knows how much they would have lost by if they didn't get the post game bump from our shirts coming off the bus? And I'm shocked that it made like a prominent appearance in one of like I'm pumped dude dude I got so fired up and like we were in Vail and like I didn't have great service but I was like trying to like you know cloud ourselves up we need to like revisit that and make it like a way bigger fucking thing so shout out to Zach Courier uh he was kind of the one that spearheaded it um and any PLL player listening to this we will give you a free shirt if you wear it off the bus and Dylan Ward I'm getting ready to Venmo you 25 bucks because you didn't wear it off the fucking bus fucked up that was yeah. fucked up. Honestly, you know, what would have happened if he weren't it off the bus? He, yeah. You know, who probably would have had, had more than four saves. Wouldn't have gone viral with Matt Rambo goal. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but Ryan Brown, Liam Burns, both wore theirs. And those were on um, on the video, like the water dogs, like walking off the bus video, which was hilarious. Sound guy sent it to us in our group chat. And I thought it was like a Photoshop job. I, like, I responded, I was like, was that real? And he's like, yeah, that's real. I, I pulled it up and sure enough, they were wearing it. So I thought that was hilarious. Oh, it was like the funniest damn thing that ever happened. And, uh, you know, I will say this. 
I know, and I haven't confirmed it, but I just know for a fact that that fucking pissed him off so much. Like Easily, PLL yeah. having to cloud up. And, and by the way, this is another good point. I can't believe the amount of podcasts that they're recognizing and adjacently supporting with likes and interactions. Then oh my us. god, yeah, they've supported everybody but us. Dude, we start like I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we do start like narratives about the PLL and it gets people talking. No, like Thumbgate, Thumbgate blew up. We moved the needle. People steal well, our bits. people like talking about it. Like it might not be the like most positive thing about the PLL, but it still gets it going. I don't know why they're not, you know, supporting us a little bit more. I don't know. It's I'll not like we're mean. To, it's not like we're mean to the rables or anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is that Friday group chat. So that'll be my return to Twitter. Is I'll probably just do that this Friday and then take another break and then do it on the next Friday. But um. It's my favorite thing when we just spam a tweet and it's like the most engaged with tweet like that they have. Yeah. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We said it in the Rowlett interview. Best thing they can do for us is to uh, is to hire us and let us control the memes and have them supporting us. But I don't know. You know, it, it's a shame to see that like I don't even want to list the amount of podcasts, but I remember the guy that makes TikTok, Scotty. Um, this was sent to the group chat. He made a TikTok about like pretending to do a PLL podcast. And I want to say that like someone at the PLL like engaged with it, either it was a like or a comment or something like that. I'm like, they would support a fake podcast before they would support ours. And it only makes me want to triple down on the pirate ship model. Like, all right, it's everybody versus us. Fuck, fuck everyone but us. Yeah. I mean, it really is a fuck everybody but us. You can like have one tweet by, about the PLL and they'll probably hype it up. Meanwhile, we're churning out content, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm not mad. Uphill battle for us. Yeah, just the way that we want it. Things, things have been going too good in my life. I need to be kept a little humble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the only fight, final comment about that Whips Dogs game was I couldn't believe how much the, the refs were letting the boys play. Um, monster hacks big pushing, shoving, all that stuff. So if that's set in any tone, I don't know who it benefits more if they, uh, if they let the boys play, whether it's chaos or, uh, or whip snakes, but tell you what, uh, I would love to see a couple scuffles. Maybe we see Rowlett get in there, scum it up a little bit with gutterding and maybe we see like a post game off or something. So, well, that was one thing was that gutterding had the post game bump. So <laughs> sorry, sneeze. Bless you. They, they kind of offset with the whip snakes bump and the water dogs coming off the, the bus with the, the shirt. So that, that's an offsetting there. I will say I'm in prime position to get myself a PLL ring because with my whips future, I should get a whips ring. Um, since I am, you know, the future king and all my futures hit. Yep. And with my reverse jinxing of the chaos after they were, you know, least likely to win, I've reverse jinxed them to this championship. If so facto, whoever wins should give me a ring. Cause I'm, yeah primarily responsible I'm, I'm really excited to see what's more powerful evans futures or evans reverse trick psychology double gambit you know chest yeah game. if my bank account as you say about it would be the reverse jinx typically is what, <laughs> what wins but we'll see i would love to remain futures king as we roll into the nfl season because i have some interesting nfl features 
Good. I'm excited to hear about them. Um, so I would love to talk a little bit about gambling and, you know, some championship analysis, but oops, prank by weekend again. Um, so, yeah. you know, let's again, have 70 bye weeks. So we compete with the NFL for a viewership of our championship. That's, that, that was the thing that I didn't see that made sense, but um, I saw that it's like going to be the most attended or like, you know, attended game or something um, in league history. So, you know, I, I would love, I think that would be a great sign for the PLL if they can actually get a decent amount of fans there, but I have to imagine that it's more about viewership. And if you're trying to, you know, lean into viewership, you just have to bow to the NFL, you know, like make it, make it on a, you know, a Thursday. I don't even know what, what your strategy would be Saturday afternoon. And then you're competing with college football. Just have one less bye week and then play earlier. I, again, I, I think that we usually chalk it up to COVID, but that, that is a pretty big, like if I'm making a sports schedule, the first thing I'm doing is like, when's week one of the NFL, when's the MLB playoffs, let's avoid yeah. all of that. I mean, I honestly think that their best bet is Sunday. We might've talked about this, but Sunday's in April, just like after, or Sunday's in the spring after college lacrosse. Like I know there's some Sunday night college lacrosse games, but just play college plays on Friday, Saturday or during the week. And you play on Sundays. Yeah. And then like, you're like, yes, you still have like NHL on and NBA on, but they're all over the week, like scattered. They don't, they have Sunday games, but it's like one game. And like, not everybody's a fan of everything. They don't get everything on TV. They have like a pretty good uh, deal with NBC. So like, it's easily streamable. I just feel like that's a better option than in the summer when people want to do shit instead of watching the cross and then competing with the NFL for your biggest game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, there's no other way to say it other than that. So. Um, I think that's everything we had, but like, we obviously have to talk somewhat about the NFL week one. Obviously we have our DraftKings sponsorship. So make sure that you use promo code post game and get your bonus deal. Uh, just sent them the ad read and it was a pristine ad read. Dude, you got to do one soon. I did the last two. Yes, I will. All right. <laughs> but, uh, what do you got? If you have Give a problem, me, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. Gambling problem? <laughs> call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dude, like I can't million... wait to read that. Dude, when I read that, I was like, wow, I really made it. I like call my mom after. Um, <laughs> so what, what's your Broncos prediction? I know you're a Broncos fan. We're going to be even Stevens. We're going to be at two games above or below 500. I think it's, it's going to be what I'm really excited about is Patrick Sertain jr. It's uh, like, I feel like Denver always has these, uh, you know, these cornerstone, you know, cornerbacks. God, that, that was an accident and that was brutal to hear. Um, but like ever since I started watching, whether it was Chris Harris, whether it was, um, you know, whether it was Dion, what do you mean? We never had Dion. Not Dion, Champ Bailey. Yeah. I was like, no, I was getting ready to say Champ Bailey, you know, like John Lynch in the secondary. Yeah. We even had, uh, the X factor, you know, the famous Brian Dawkins Broncos who did a brief stint with the Eagles, but he's a Broncos <laughs> player. Like, I feel like there's always been like an electric player in the secondary and, you know, coming out of the preseason, I thought that, that was, uh, that was one of the big takeaways. And then, Oh, I'm so excited about that. And then it's Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. So, you know, it's, it's dude, Teddy, two gloves, Teddy, two gloves could get it done, dude. <laughs> no, shut up. Teddy, hey, don't sleep on Teddy. Two gloves was a jet for a little bit and he was pretty nice. Don't no, it's, um, that's, I'm, I'm not terribly excited. You know, I'm, 
I don't know. I, I think Jerry Judy's a little bit underrated. I feel like sometimes he drops the ball a little bit too much, but it's fun to watch him run. No, I think he'll, I think he'll be good this year. He's, I think he had like a little bit of a rookie, rookie shakiness, but like the reverse of the sophomore slump, he'll, he'll come into his own and have like a pretty good year. I like yeah, Judy this I year. I hope so. He's, he runs a hell of a route. He runs crispy routes. Anyways, yeah. enough about the Broncos. The Broncos aren't that like exciting. No one's like, Oh, what are the Broncos going to do this year? My favorite thing maybe recently about the NFL, maybe since college has just been like, all right, you as a Jets fan, talk to me about how excited you are so that you can get your heart and dick ripped off game two of the NFL season. I don't think so. Life, life status wise or life position wise and NFL team wise with the Jets. I don't think I've been more excited for an NFL season. So like, (laughs) When they since were good, and I was, year, or since the year before, when they were good, it's so no, Jets, no, it's dude. so Jets. No, no. When they were good, and I was in high school, like you know, it doesn't mean as much. Then you get to college, and you really have like your fuck yous with your friends, and then like you really come like they were never good when I was in college. Like Geno, I was like trying to convince myself Geno Smith was good. We have the number two pick. All signs point to the next Aaron Rodgers. I really, I don't think they're going to be that good this year, but I cannot wait to watch the offense. So I have them winning seven games this year. I have the Jets over six wins as Vegas has it lined up. Um, and yeah, I mean, our defense is, we have a good, we're going to have a good run defense. We're going to have a bad secondary. I think we're going to win seven games. And I think it's good. going to be, a, and I think Zach Wilson's going to win offensive rookie of the year. I truly believe that. I bet you guys win four games. Zach Wilson gets hurt third game of the season. Things go off the rail, and we're talking we're, – we're calling 1-800-GAMBLING together by fifth week of the season. All right, you want me to read – so I have this great thing with my friends for the NFL season. It's called the Sheet of Integrity. So I don't <laughs> know how much your friends talk about uh, betting, and not that we gamble, but if we did, we would enlist the Sheet of Integrity. And basically what it is, it's for the guy who's in the group chat, and he's like – putting in his bets loses all of them but then randomly like oh the charger's over like i saved myself and somehow they have like some backdoor like victory to get them into the black so to counteract that we created the sheet of integrity okay in our group chat you can only talk about bets that are placed in the sheet of integrity and basically it's just a list of all your nfl bets your units placed how much to win and the result. And then at the end of the season, we'll have where you stand from a win loss and what your unit total is. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it, dude. That's we're going to just need like <laughs> my a one friend who will not be named already has 102 units placed <laughs> for reference. I have, I have 12, including futures. So you have 12 and he has a hundred. Yeah. This he's off to odd I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> is he using um, DraftKings promo code post game? I told him to, but I think he already has a, an account. To be what honest, what a scumbag! <laughs> Make a favor. All right, we got we got Jets over six wins, Eagles under seven wins because I hate the Eagles. Elijah Moore rookie of the year, probably not going to happen, but great odds. Zach Wilson rookie of the year, CJ Mosley comeback player of the year, not going to happen, but good odds. Dak Prescott comeback player of the year, Robert Sala coach of the year. And then I may or may not have a Cowboys Bucks teaser, Cowboys plus 15 and over 46 and a half. What's the score right now? Zero, zero. The Bucks just punted. And you have and I, also, I also have the Cowboys plus nine and the Cowboys plus 10. <laughs> <laughs> if the line's going to move, I got to take it. <laughs> Dude, you're going, I, I love it. I, 
We should just have like Evan's gambling corner. I'm so fucking boring when it comes to NFL season. Uh, I'll, you know what? You're going to inspire me. You're going to inspire me to start sprinkling some cheddar around all these random ass bets. So let me get my shit together. I'll be back next week with some way better bets and way more uh, entertaining podcasts. But from my perspective, I could sit here and listen to you talk about your bets and the sheet of integrity all day. So, dude, I can't wait. Also, I'm going to. I- I know I read reference Blondie's a couple weeks ago on an episode because I watched yeah. a preseason game there. Yep. I got a table front and center in front of the projector, Jets audio, got a few of my buddies coming. I was on the phone with my mom and I told her what I was doing for the game Sunday. And she said that her and my dad are coming. So oh, no way. my next, my next DraftKings influencer post is going to feature me and my dad rooting for the Jets in the best Jets bar in New York City. Dude, I'm I couldn't be more excited. Holy I might shit. go live on Instagram, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, I, I got literally nothing to compare to that. I mean, shit. I'm not even gonna try. So do we have Fuck anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking burying me over here. Um, <laughs> anything else before we kick it over to Rallet? Nope, I'm good. Got it. Well, uh, with that being said, God, dude, you got me fired up there. You, you got so many good things going right now. I'm going to, I'm going to need to feed off of that energy when I come into town. I just so, read off like seven losers and you're like, you got so much going for you. Dude, Dude, I'm all in. I, you kidding me with what you're doing? That's over six, dude. You're Jets the future's king. You're the future's yeah. king. I'm the future's king. Something's going to happen. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but something's happening. <laughs> so all right, perfect. Well, uh, let's kick it over to a fantastic interview with Jack Rowlett. Thank you for coming on, Jack. And as always, this episode and this interview is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings and our good friends at Sideline Swap. Fire up your tailgate. The NFL is back. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game and receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code POSTGAME to receive $200 in free bets when you place a bet of $1 or more on any football game. And get a free shot at a million dollars top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code POSTGAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to the postgame. A very special guest. You know him as the former defenseman for Scumbag Program North Carolina. Current defenseman for the Chaos. Uh, he's starting to get a decent amount of clout, so I guarantee you've heard his name if you've been following the PLL. Welcome to the post game, Jack Rowlett. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? How are we doing? I'm pumped to be here. Should be good. Hash out some Notre Dame UNC longtime hatred. 
Oh, dude, I wait, we'll wait for that. But boy, when the time comes, all I'm just going to do is just we're going to butt heads on that for an hour. So um, but we'll kick it off. So you grew up in uh, in Fairfield, Virginia, right? Or Fairfax, Virginia? Fairfax, Virginia. Yes, correct. Got it. Dude, on, and, uh, on, our last, on our last episode, I said you were from Georgia. Do you know why I thought that? Like when you said I was boys with Nate, which is true. I am boys with Nate and okay. like the whole family I'm friends with. So that's not okay. like out of this world. All right, good. Thanks for clearing my name because I felt like an idiot <laughs> when we looked it up. <laughs> not a bad guy. He just cleared my name, Nick. Yeah. Hey, yeah, listen, you know, I'm not I'm not judgmental. I need my name cleared every now and again. So um, so I I've been to a decent amount of pl- I don't think anyone's ever been to Fairfax. Like, where is that and what the hell is that like growing up in Fairfax, Virginia? It's probably like 30, 45 minutes south of DC. It's perfectly in the middle of like 20 minutes one direction. You're in farmlands, like horse country. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes the other direction, you're literally in the city. So you get like a good mix of personalities there. Like, what do you like you more? a lot of like uh, like Pentagon families, like military families move in there. I don't know. Just really what do you like more? Farmland or uh, farmland or city? What do you what what do you prefer? I'm probably closer to the farmland. I'm not really a city guy. I'm not really a country, like, I'm not like a redneck, but like, I don't <laughs> Are know. Are you sure? Are you a redneck or a city stuff. dickhead? You have to choose one I'm side. To, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably more of the countryside than the city side. Got it. I, I got that impression. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Thing. The hair, the hair really gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how'd you originally get into lacrosse? Did you have to, you know, did your folks play or what's that deal? Nah, no one, no one really played, um. Honestly, he played like played basketball for a while. My dad was a basketball player in seventh grade. Basketball coach was like, "Hey, you're not doing anything in the spring." I hated baseball. Said, "When I play the cross, play defense from like the first practice onward." And yeah, first real season was seventh grade, and then boom, just kind of went from. Are there. your parents from Virginia originally? Dad, uh, born in California, but grew up mostly like in Wyoming. His his dad lived in Wyoming, like Laramie, which we talked about for like a quick second. My mom is like outside of Philly, but they both just ended up in like the DC area. Got it. So little, little background is Jack and I were actually looking at running some camps out in Wyoming um, because a, nobody ever goes to Wyoming, which makes it automatically one of my favorite States. And um, yeah, you had mentioned that you have some family in Wyoming. So I was wondering if like, I was putting two and two together. Cause like, you know, half the guests we have on, it's like, oh, my dad was like a five-time All-American at, you know, UNC, and I had to overcome adversity. But when you were like, my family's in Wyoming, and when I looked up, like, you know, it didn't really say anything about, you know, how prominent, you know, anything was. So I was like, oh, shit, if you have family in Wyoming, my dad's from Montana, humble brag, so he didn't know a fucking thing about lacrosse. I guess I was just uh, curious, but you still have family in Laramie, right? Um, Yeah, like, couple like couple cousins i don't honestly keep too in touch with them they're like just further out there and don't we don't stay that close but uh yeah they're in wyoming yeah, i, mean, I went out to call my session. dad's place where he lived I mean like i mean my dad was literally like trailer homes in laramie so I, when i said that i didn't even know if there was even going to be enough lacrosse out there to, like do anything because like the spots like i've seen like he went to laramie county community college and then transferred to george mason in virginia like that's how he got to got to like the DC area. Uh-huh. So like we went out there, like saw where he grew up and shit, but like I had no, I, 
Dude, I was going to say, we've, we've all coached all in Rock Springs, Wyoming, and there is plenty of lacrosse to be played out there. It and, is, you know, half the time it's like, all right, let's get into line drills. Uh, fuck that. Everybody, let's get into partner passing. And, you know, like we, we couldn't even do line drills, but the kids are all fired up about it. They're like, we, we've been playing baseball and that's been the only thing. And now there's like a pretend lacrosse program that all the parents are just kind of scraping together. So, dude, good people in Wyoming. So we got yeah, we got we'll to run that back a little bit. Yeah, we'll get out there at some point for sure. Mikey Schlosser's ran some stuff out there too. So, good guy. Are you any good at basketball? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm like, I wouldn't. I'm not like the typical just like defensive hardo. Like I okay, can't like, hit balls. That's that's a hundred percent what I pegged you as is a defensive hardo. No, I can I can drill the ball. I can shoot the ball a little bit from the outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I, that's why yeah. I, I grew up playing, like, basically, like, from childhood until, like, I didn't end up playing in high school, but I played that, like, all as a kid. So. Do you continue to play pickup, like, here and there? Oh, yeah. That's, like, I don't, like, do any cardio in the offseason. Just Same play hand, dude. I mean, pick not in the offseason, just yeah, all around. Yeah, I don't around, do any cardio ever. Constant offseason, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have an offseason. It starts right we, now. <laughs> we had a court during COVID. There was, like, one, like, hitting court. We probably get, like, 40 guys there a night play long as people want to stay the court had lights which is pretty sick so literally when gyms are closed that's all i did to stay in shape was play hoops so we're a judgmental podcast evan thinks you're a hillbilly you know i know you're a scumbag because of your alumni which again we'll save for a little bit have you ever been in a fist fight because of pickup game of basketball um no <laughs> you thought about it though don't i lie did no, i was trying to think like I got I got uh, ejected from a men's league game once for telling the ref he was taking it too seriously, but that was like <laughs> my only basketball. Like I don't know. Damn, was I was like, like oh yeah, it happened once a week. I literally <laughs> looked at him. I'm like, dude, this is men's league. You got to relax. And he was like, you're out of there. Seems like really soft ass ref. But yeah, yeah, holy shit! Come on, I give it to the men's league ref. <laughs> <laughs> you got to the point. Yeah. Funny. They signed up for it. They're getting paid. They're getting paid. Like, take a little bit of shit. Yeah. Uh, so you played at a school called Robinson Secondary School. Now, this place is shockingly well hard known. to find. Huh? Well known. Yeah, well known. Well known enough to make it very difficult to do research. Now, you had a pretty prominent lacrosse career, so it looked like you won two state championships. You got kind of all the awards and shit we don't really care about. Um, so tell us a little bit about like the Robinson secondary school. Was there like a post game scene? Like what was the deal with the lacrosse team before we touch on football? Now, to be completely honest, the lacrosse team was like six kids, not, not like the, not necessarily like the super cool kids. It was like guys that were like serious lax rats, like people who like work at like, like lacrosse unlimited and like string heads all day long. Like that was the lacrosse team there. So in terms of like post game, not really. I mean, the other thing, like, again, like we just live in such like a suburban area. Like there aren't really, there aren't really houses that are in a big enough neighborhood or have enough land where like people don't hear you. So now nah, I, I gotta be honest, the high school, I was very unprepared for college based off of my high school post game scene. That's fair. Um, so I think everybody was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know who went in fully aware of the lax house scene. Um, I but used to no, work so at Lacrosse Unlimited, by the way. I wanna, I wanted to say that. So, I don't know why that's such a bad look. You guys were good, right? Yeah, we were pretty good. 
I actually got fired. I got fired from a cost limited if it has it. Was so did? fucking bad. Why'd you get fired? All right. So <laughs> so the guy with the manager was a scumbag. Like he was such a douche. He like wasn't funny. And he thought like he was the shit. But it's like, you know, I was 13, so he's my boss. But I was like, dude, you're like manager of lacrosse limited. Like, shut the fuck up. But he would always like give me shit and he made me like clean the bathrooms all the time because I was like the youngest employee. And that was like the punishment was like, oh, you're like the rookie. You got to clean the bathrooms. So there's this day on Long Island. It's like uh, the lead the way, like day of champions and like Manhattan plays Chaminade and uh, like the fire department plays the police department. It's like this whole day. And then you sometimes get college teams. But this was the first one. And they had like Duke play Army because like in honor of Jimmy Regan, who went to Duke, was in the Army from Manhattan, went to Chaminade, all that. So like Matt Donowski and like Zach Greer were on the Duke team. And I was working that day. I'm like, I got to go to this. Like I have to go. So I told them I'm definitely leaving at noon. We had this lacrosse head with the craziest dye ever. And they had hot glue on it. So they could like dye it all these different like splatter colors. And I'm trying to peel it off before I leave and I can't get it off. So I put it in the freezer to like make it cold and make it easy to peel off. And I left it in there for like two weeks. <laughs> he called me. He's like, where's this head? Like cost a ton of money. And I was just like, I, uh, I I left in the freezer. It's probably in the freezer. Sure enough, he found it. And he told me on the phone I had to clean the bathrooms. So I was just like, I'm not doing that. He's like, all right, you're fired. I never went back in. Dude, fuck <laughs> this manager. You didn't even go yeah. back? Like, in just in between? No, he called me. He was like, yo, you have to clean the bathrooms. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not cleaning the bathrooms, basically. No, and I'm, you had a full two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I had to order another head, dye it the same way. It was the stupidest fucking dye ever. I wish I could like punch the kid who got it in the face. Like it was so ugly. And yeah, I mean, they had to make another shitty head. So then they just had that one like on the wall that no one was ever going to buy. I used to have to go in there to get shit too. And I would still see it on the wall. Like years later, I'm just like, no one's buying that thing. <laughs> Fuck that head. Do you remember like what the theme was? It was like red, black, orange, and yellow, like splattered dye. Of course I remember it, dude. It was so scarring. I'm like trying to watch Matt Donowski play lacrosse. I'm like ripping my fingernails off, trying to peel glue. It was so brutal. Jesus. All right. But yeah, well, just to tell that story because Jack kind of tripped lacrosse unlimited and called them lax rats, but well, I guess I, I am a lax rat. I have a lacrosse podcast. <laughs> I feel like it's different because uh, Wheat Ridge, which, you know, can't go an episode without me sucking Wheat Ridge's dick. Like it was all the guys. It was exactly what Jack was saying is like, if you worked at lacrosse unlimited, you probably wore neon pink shorts to school. You probably wore, you probably dressed like an asshole and made everybody think like, Nick, why are you playing lacrosse with all those guys that don't take themselves seriously and dress like clowns showing up? It was right at like the flow society stage where flow society was ruining the entire sport of lacrosse. So if you worked at lacrosse unlimited, there's about 103% chance you wore those checkered neon shorts bright colored socks and got shoved in a locker by the football team as you walk down uh, the halls of Weaver. Jack, is that fair? I, I tried to keep adrenaline socks going for a little longer than I probably should have, but yes, that's <laughs> pretty correct. I, okay. That's actually interesting. So you dressed like a bit of an asshole going to high school. Yeah. I mean, asshole maybe is a little hard of a word. But yeah. Like that lacrosse, exactly how you said. Asshole. Eighth, eighth grade, very brutal. <laughs> That's surprising. I I would have bet a million dollars that you were like the the football uniform. Like, I don't know, especially like with the way that you play, which is not lax, bro, at all. I just figured you would have been way more of just like a, a stereotypical jock than a lax, bro. That's surprising. But that's why we have the conversations. That's that's good information. All right. And I'm going to give you shit about that for the rest of your life, just so you know. Please do. 
Got it. Okay. So when we were doing the research for the show notes and our research department really does a good job, it was impossible to find out like what the hell the deal was with your football team. I saw three different like websites. One said that you lost every game. One said that you were like 500 and uh, you started like half the games and then your stats go cold, which we're going to have to talk about that. Cause if that's the right one, then you got your ass benched. And the third one, it was like, they're the third best team in the state, but I couldn't find any corroborating evidence. So what was the third out of those three? What was the correct? The one? last two. So yeah, my senior year, we, I play quarterback. We, we were six, Yeah. We were six and oh, I tried to make an asshole play, hurt myself, back, didn't play the rest of the year. Backup came in, lost the next six games and yeah, we're done. Jesus. Hold on. I have, I have a lot of back there. One, what was the asshole play? So we were up by like, we were up by like probably 25. It's like a local high school team. It was like two minutes left in the game. I remember it to the, still fourth and one. The coach was like, Hey, QB sneak. We're going to end the game. I was like, sounds good. I took the QB sneak basically like a jet sweep and just like took the ball, stepped back and went <laughs> right outside the right end and like tried to go to the house. To the point where, like, I was diving for the goal line, and just like the way I got hit, I landed on my throwing shoulder, and it just dislocated, and my like couldn't move, like my arm was exploded. Dislocated yeah. shoulder on a QB sneak. Yeah, <laughs> that was unnecessary. That didn't need it. So it was basically like I could have probably played the season at a different position if I wanted to try to play defense, but like obviously, like lacrosse was like coming first, so. Really? So you, you only played one side of the ball? No, I played offense and defense throughout my junior senior year, but like I could have just stayed and played defense if I wanted to, but I decided not to. When you were in college, did you come back on winter break and wear your letter jacket to the bars and say, like, dude, we could have had the undefeated season if I didn't get hurt and you came in and fucking ruined yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, How the bad backup. Yeah. You had to be the worst backup of all time. Throw him back under the bus. Like, it was just a fortunate thing where we play like the worst part of our schedule early. And like the, like the two teams that were in our, like we didn't play any of our conference and like the teams that are in our conference ended up like would have smoked us regardless if I was on the field or not. It was just the way like the computer system worked. It was like no one else was six and no. So it was like, they had to move us up even though we had like no strength of schedule. That's such a bummer. I was hoping that you were going to say like, we, we would have won state if I didn't go down and nah, I, I mean, probably would have maybe had a chance that, to play at Notre I Dame. Should, I should have lied because no one would have fact checked me, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an honest man. Um, so final question before we jump into college. So you have a younger brother, Nick Rowlett, who some people would claim is good at Michigan. He's fucking tearing it up. Um, how much of that do you attribute to bullying him as a kid growing up? Uh, I think that he gets he gets a little bit of that toughness, has to give me some credit. I mean, I'm trying to oh, – uh, the kid Terrafanko for um, the Chrome, he came up to me this year. He was like, yo, he was like, nice to meet you or whatever. He's like, I smoked your brother this year. He bounced <laughs> up and didn't say a word. So when people tell me that, like, I hit him as hard as I could and he just popped right back up. I'm like, all right, that's – I hope that that's like – that I, I have something to do with that, but – uh but Chad, no, he's a, he's a stud. He's actually blind in one eye. That's why he faces off because he can't really see out of one eye. Yeah, he's blind in his right eye. Like fully 100%. Like legally 100%. Like it's like 20, like 1,000 is his like sight. So it's like impossible. Why doesn't he wear an eye patch? That would be sick. 
So he did like his entire oh, man. fucking talk kid. about NIL. Yeah. So he wore like uh, as a little kid, he had to wear an eye patch, like try to strengthen his other one. But it, like he did it for so long that as soon as he got to the point where he can like have an opinion, he was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I feel like that would be sick to lean into it. He probably honestly out of college, he'll probably lean back into it. I feel like it's a like not a college look, but we would like go to like things like we'd go like to the beach and they'd be like passing out like pirate eye patches and I would put it on thinking it was cool. And he'd be like, get that shit away from me. Like, I wear that <laughs> 12 hours out of the day. Like I'm done. Dude, that's sick. I can't believe that that's not like a bigger story. Cause I always yeah. see like, you know, his stats and people talking about him on Twitter, but yeah. I've never heard of that. So yeah, he just out Nick yeah, he just turned 21. So we went to the beach this summer, we were able, you know, legally have a couple beers around my parents. They finally weren't like super, uh, you know, he had his it. first beer. He gets a real good, aggressive, uh, lazy eye at some point. No. It's funny. <laughs> after a couple, after a couple of beverages. So. so what was, walk me through his 21st. Don't incriminate, but you know, how, how did he handle his he, first beer? He was, so he actually was up in Michigan right when he turned 21. I think it was right. Okay. Um, it was right in their season, but I'm sure he li- he like lives right in the lax house. My mom didn't let me like live in like the, you know, quote unquote, like, primary lax house i had to live yep. like elsewhere but she caved with him so i'm sure they they had a good time i think i i've been told michigan's a fun place to go hang out i've never it's, been i need to get i need to get a visit in it's a blast i remember yeah, when we went up there i was like holy shit this is the greatest like this is college what the best college town yeah i always thought it was cool that syracuse like had no pro sports so as soon as basketball ended like everyone was really into the lacrosse team but after visiting there like no matter what sport you played everyone in ann arbor is like obsessed with you and obsessed with michigan so i, I that's probably that was probably the coolest part for me was just like seeing that and how much the town was bought into the university yeah we, we like went to the liquor store with some michigan lacrosse guys and they're like oh what's up right this way like you know hooking them up and everything and like we go to the liquor stores in south Bend, and they're like get the fuck out of here like you know, you're not 21. So dude, when you get the opportunity, that's going to be fantastic. And I'm excited to hear all about it. Also, do you think he would consider transferring to Notre Dame? <laughs> Probably not. Ah, all right. Well, should we, should we jump into the college, uh, the college yeah. talk? Do it. All right. So I have one question. Everybody on earth <laughs> thinks that everybody that's ever played lacrosse at UNC minus Joey Sankey is a complete scumbag sliding high and late hacking, uh, trying to, you know, fight you in the bars, trying to stab you after the games, just complete scum. Can you confirm or deny that? See, I have a take that, that you have this picture of like three people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who those people are. Kevin Conway. I think that you have in your mind, like three or four people that you just like put everybody in. Cause you like Kluge. Can you play with them in Denver? Maybe. You like Commodore. So I was about to fall asleep too. in his interview. Commodore's the man. <laughs> yeah, I love Commodore. Evan, you were with Commodore the other night or the other weekend. You were saying that one yeah. podcast. Like, he's a good dude. So, yeah. I think there are more UNC people that, Nick, that you like that you just don't like to admit that you like. You know who's great? Do you yeah. know Will Pettit by chance? I do. I do he, know him. He DMs me when he's shit-faced all the time. It's like one of my favorite things. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, should I hammer Notre Dame, Florida State? And I'm like, uh, sure, Will. Like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, he's a good kid. Um, I, know, I, I, think that, I think that the Notre Dame guys and UNC guys are pretty similar. Like, like uh, you know who actually got me on this was – 
Ben Pridemore. Oh, you know Pridemore? I do. So he's friends with Stephen Kelly. They're like boys from home or whatever. And he always would come and visit UNC and we'd be talking. And I would always be like, yo, how do you like this guy? Or how do you like that guy? He's like, yo, he's like, we get along, right? I'm like, we uh-huh. do. He was like, and I get along with him. Like, he's one of my best friends. I'm like, correct. He's like, where's the disconnect? I'm like, I fucking, I hate this. And then, <laughs> like, to make it even worse, after training camp, the first year at IMG, we were at, like, the hotel bar. Who's the first person to come up and say what's up? Fucking Cav. He's like, hey, what's up, Jack? How you doing, man? Like, nice to see you. Hope training camp was well. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to hate these guys. And, like, now I, now I have no reason to. Did the Evan Connell event – like cause the the beef between the teams because i feel like they're not like known rivals and obviously notre dame was in the big East before that so is that like the start of you guys fucking hitting each other i wasn't there for that so Nick, but, you, you i mean involved. kind of it, it was like it was the start i feel like he embodies like all the scumminess of like what what we hated about unc and you know he he slid on cab and then was like talking shit on social media but then you know we'd pass him in the hallways or something and he wouldn't say anything and we're just like what like what the fuck's going on here um and and it's one of those things like i love hating the idea of unc and i don't hate anyone individually maybe connell we'll we'll call it um and like the lace your boots up and we were like drawing up plays to like you know fuck them up on offense and stuff um nothing ever came to fruition so it's just like you know it's like a bunch of tough guys saying hold me back is is i will say it was really fun to like have that notre dame game on schedules like because like you guys hated us as much as we hate. Like it was a great. No one on the field cared about anybody on the other team. Yeah, like you could just <laughs> hammer somebody, and it was it was the only game where it's like if you get a shot and you hurt someone, no one on the other team feels bad. And they're like every year, my senior year, I remember Apple fucking killed somebody. We'll have to we'll have to dig up that footage because the goal no. like buddy pass. He did killed him, killed him. <laughs> So uncharacteristic. I know. And then <laughs> yeah, the, right? the UNC hit was, I think it was Connell actually. Like I had a breakaway off of like, you know, kind of like a failed clear. And like I go to shoot and fall and he kills me. And like he gives me a concussion or something. So uh, every single game, it was like you got more excited. It was like a football game, honestly. Like you're getting ready. You're like, okay, someone's getting a severe concussion this game. Who's it going to be? I Fuck think it's built off each other for sure. Like, oh. people remembered every play from the year before, or the game before. Like, you played twice in a year in the ACCs or whatever. Yeah, so we always had, like, you know, our rivalries with DU, with, you know, Duke, with all these other teams. But there, there was always that level of respect. Like, I would, I would die on the hill of, like, our biggest rival was you guys, like, just from a pure hatred perspective. What was yours? Because I know, like, Agreed. UNC Duke. Now, that was – like, UNC – again, like, that's what – UNC Duke was the thing, and, like – I know Gutty kind of talked about it, but like some of those Duke guys would come over to UNC bars and like we'd hang out with them. Like I like Brad Smith and Cade Van Rapport. like I played with them in high school. So they're in my class when they would come over. It was a Sunday. Like I personally never had an issue with that. Like for the most part, like those guys were pretty cool. Like the kid, uh, Joe Robertson, played with him in high school. Yeah. Totally fine. Were you there for the story that Gutty told? I was, and I wanted to actually mention that because I have a different perspective because I was a freshman at the time. So I was like – You were at the bar with, with the crew? Yeah. There oh, was like – You could get into shooters 
as underage and just like get a whatever a wristband or a stamp and like whoa, 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 whoa. Well, <laughs> yeah, well you know they they had they double checked you know the, yeah not like they would, they, would, like, like, they would like stamp your hand and like you could go in but like you just couldn't go up to the bar oh okay there. got it got it got it yeah like they they, they, made, they, they made the line yeah. so i remember being there first things first when miles jones showed up the dj stopped the music and announced <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome Sir Miles Jones. I thought that he was a fucking celebrity. I got to be honest, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. 18 year old, I was like, wow. But I remember that fight. It was this kid, Ethan Pally for Duke, who's actually from my area. I know him. And then the Goldstock just like screaming at each other in the middle of the game. We didn't hear about the screaming. I don't know what started it. That being said, when people got kicked out, I didn't because I was again a, no knew who I was. I was like the yeah, new you guy. were standing in the corner. All my freshman year, I was like, "Hey, yes, you guys all <laughs> yeah. just tell them I'm a Duke dude. What do you mean, a locker's like, experience? Honestly, like from what I remember, it wasn't like there wasn't ever even a altercation. It was literally just like two guys like, "No, you move. No, you move." Like, and they, it was. <laughs> I would say the whole thing start to finish like 90 seconds. Damn. Well, that was more than what Gutty gave us though. Yeah, he was 90. He seconds. said he just tattled to the owner and that, that was it. Th- maybe that's what they went and did after like that happened, but like the one argument, I saw one argument and then I saw everybody get kicked out. <laughs> but again, oh, you can't go to shooters at 18 because they let everybody like that's how they do it. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good that's a good little detail. I thought you were saying they let you in with a fake ID, so I was gonna say don't no, they literally they let everybody in the shooters. You like go in a completely separate line, like you do the whole whole deal. God, that's great. What's the go-to UNC bar? He's not here. Mm, not really. Um, once you're 21, Pantana Bobs is the spot. He's walk not us, here. Is like walk us through a night of pen, at Pantana Bob's. Give, give us something to work with. So you do have to be twenty one because they're they are a little bit stricter. They're not playing around at Bob's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Shut up, Pantana Bob's bouncers. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, after a UNC game, typically like the way the lacrosse like houses work at UNC is there's like one street where there's three men's houses on one side, and three girls lacrosse houses on the other side, like all back to back to back. So you pretty much have like a full strip of like, you know, once the girls are done playing and the guys that are playing, like everybody's starting to get going for the night. Uh, basically like the rule in North Carolina is like, as long as you're on the side or as long as you're on the grass and you're not in the street, like you can't really get in trouble. So just be smart about like not having open containers and things like that. But uh, yeah, probably pregame at the lax house and then sick go to, go to the bar. It was kind of uh it was like split 50% indoor, 50% outdoors. And like the outdoor part had like a separate like DJ area. So kind of there's like two different vibes, whatever you were like wanted to look for. I don't know if that was a good description of that. No, that was great. I mean, I feel like I'm there to be honest. Who was the biggest, uh, like if you had to put, we'll do a Mount Rushmore. Uh, what is it? Bob's Pantana? Bob's Pantana? Pantana Bob's. Pantana Bob's. Pantana Bob's. Sorry, Bob. Uh, yeah, it's, Pant- it's like a... There's like a couple of them in like the state of North Carolina and the guy that owned the one in Chapel Hill was like 30 years old. He was like best friends with the lacrosse guys when he went to UNC there. So like there was a connection. He knew us. So like he was, if there was ever an issue, kind of like what Gutty was saying to shooters, if there was ever a fight, like he asked us who the asshole was and like they removed that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta love that. 
What's, uh, uh, Mount yeah, Raft, Mount Rushmore is, yeah, four jerseys that should be in the rafters at, at Pantana Bobs. Okay. Um, Jake Mathai, he was a senior and I was a freshman. He played. He was in my years. class, yeah. He actually Big just, he, he just uh, got through Buzz, which is pretty fucking cool. No yeah, shit. Yeah, that is cool. He's got, like, the goofy, like, look to him, too, where, like, if you're out, he can definitely, yeah. just, like, looking at him, I'm shit face would be funny. Very unassuming. You, you maybe would think he's a poet. If you yeah. looked at him. Or a giraffe. <laughs> uh, number two, Brian Pafani. Really? He was just like, he was just like the man at UNC. Like he's like, he just started as a freshman. He was like a two-time captain. So like wherever he was, was always pretty much a good time. Like he just kind of brought the juice, like wherever. Dude, you really hype people up on this. Almost uh, too much. We're we're in we're in the business of cutting people down. I don't know if you know right. that. So third, Kluge, stop, stop pumping up. Oh, Kluge. Yeah, that guy stinks. We want we don't need to talk about him. No, 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 no. Well, that's somebody I'd like to get into a little bit. So why don't you? <laughs> Dude, Kluge is all time. Yeah, nah, I mean, yeah. Kluge is obviously at, at UNC. Kluge is like Kluge is definitely a little bit of a you know local legend in a sense. Dude, I mean, we would we would play you guys in the dome, and then like we'd be out after we win obviously. And then I'd like look to my right and he's boys with Brandon Bomberry. And I just yeah. see him there. I'm like, how did this kid end up staying the night? Like I remember in Syracuse. Exactly the night you're talking about, we did stay. And <laughs> I was, if, if my parents were in there and I'd have to go to dinner, I was going to hang out with Nate and Sam Romano. Those yeah. were like my buddies from high school. So that was, I think that might be my freshman year that we stayed the night yeah, after. Yeah. I know exactly I think it was. Yeah, I remember looking over and he's like, I, he might have been wearing jorts and a cutoff, like short sleeve button down. I was just like, what is this kid doing here? I, I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. He had like four beers in his hand somehow. I don't even know. But yep. I remember that's just a seeing the description. Like, I think that's yeah. how I saw him every single post game at the Outlaw. Honestly, if you say Chris Cloutier, you picture him with like a backwards hat, a short sleeve button down sleeve cutoff, jorts, and like somehow holding more beers than he should be able to in two hands. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> All right, give us your fourth uh, Jersey retirement. Yeah, and, um, fourth, I'll go guy in my grade. Uh, maybe a little unknown kid, Jesse Kusha. He was uh, just Cali kid. Literally, he like would he was scout team long pole, short stick D midi. He would play scout team attack. <laughs> he would play scout team moment, like just absolute legend. Like the coaches would tell him early in the week, like, hey, you know couple guys are hurt at this position you're gonna have to play this this week yep great love that yes he he also like he uh he played three years on the unc football team too so like just like a stud athlete like yeah real good playing the fiesta bowl (laughs) no they played you know not many people can that's a tough that's a really tough transition they actually played the bcs bowl i just can't remember what it was now i hate myself but it wasn't the fiesta bowl so you know probably not even worth talking about did he pave the way for Nakai Montgomery? Um, no. Jared no, Bernhard that was me. Did. Good, good answer. Jared Bernhardt did. Dude, fucking unbelievable. Um, real quick, so we'll First dive all, into a little. Chaos. Well, what's up? Jared Bernhardt, member of the chaos. No, I, I do not recall that. Well, he's technically on. He's a member of the chaos. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we get him for if he Does comes he get a ring? here. He's on the chaos. By the way, I'll probably talk about this in the intro, but. I should get a ring for reverse jinxing you guys into the championship. Yeah, I, got I, li- I, I got literally pick against you for calling out some other 
twi- Twitter personality about like that. And I was going to give you guys shit as well. Well, but, I own it. I'm like, hey, reverse jinx for you, you guys. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, it's chaos. <laughs> Other team in the over. Yeah, literally. I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't buy any of you guys. That's great. Hold on. We'll get into that in one second, but I have a very important question. So did you have, uh, we'll we'll dive into a little bit of the on-field in UNC. Did you have a most memorable goal against like Syracuse or maybe, maybe even against Evan Malloy? Did you score on him and then talk a bunch of shit after? No, but everybody did. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I want to tell my side of the story. I did score against Evan, but I didn't say anything. (laughs) Oh, you like, when did you score against me? Yeah. Um, the ACC semis, ACC championship at Duke. Yeah, yeah. So I played. That's probably like one of the worst games I ever played. And they had a he blacked poll. out. I totally would get it. They had a poll from John Jay, who we played yeah, in high school, Lambert, who was Jack so Lambert. yeah, he was so good at offense, and he was just lighting my ass up. And I was like, "Fuck this fucking game." We ended up we were down like twelve one at halftime, and we ended up coming back and only losing by one. Yeah, it was. But wonderful. I remember. I probably had four saves, Nick, in the entire game. They somehow didn't pull me. Um, and I remember Jack came down the field, ran through the entire defense, and shot it. And I literally didn't move, but it somehow hit my leg. And it was, like, on the crease, basically. And I, and the, it was one of my four saves. So I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was like, holy shit, like, that was huge. Thank God that fucking happened. Like, I, I didn't even move. I literally just was like, he would have hit Hector the protector in the leg too. But <laughs> I was just like so fucking pumped. It was like during our comeback and that. I didn't remember you scoring though. I think you might have been. I scored up. in that streak with Lambert. It was 16 goals. So like, I can't remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the I four seconds I did have though were high quality. I'll I thought it. I was going to get a, a second one. I was going to be the man. And then, yeah, you stuffed yeah, me. Yeah, hit me right in the leg. No, I didn't stuff you. My eyes were closed. I was like, you <laughs> running down. And I was like, fuck this like fuck this game like fuck everybody on the field and you give me a leg and i was like we might be able to what like get pissed yeah we definitely get pissed i mean i've never scored a goal in pro so i don't even know best save my life was in that game though which one true story andy matthews first half first quarter Got a pass on the backside. I'll, I'll, I got the video i got the footage i'll send it if if i can do an audible (laughs) exit over mount rushmore it'd be him oh really you yeah, see, just one HM spot. Good. Don't want to do too many. He'll, he'll be the one HM. So, so I never chirp in games either, but unless we're getting like our dicks kicked in and they put out your fourth attackman in that game. And I was just like, wow, we're getting our asses kicked if they're already putting this kid in. Like he fucking sucks. And I was just like, the gold sock literally turned around and was like, dude, you're going to get pulled like the next time we score on you. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I remember the gold sock ever bet you on like himself shooting. I remember he bet the kid Doss from Notre Dame. He's like, I bet my first shot today goes in and he hit it. No, he never did that, but Doss I did. <laughs> no, did he really? Yeah. Doss bet in like 15 or whatever. That's know. hilarious. <laughs> I actually never heard that. I'm going to have to text Doss about that. Like, yo, don't fucking bet against UNC because you guys had our number like every year. I mean, shit, every fucking team had our number in the playoffs. But I feel like UNC, you always were able to like make it an unbelievable game. We win. And then as soon as I graduated, you guys just started kicking our dicks in. Um, I do want to ask, though, does like is – is Garrett Apple like the Evan Connell for UNC? Because, like, I remember him sliding and killing somebody. And uh, he always just had, like, big hits. So, do you guys, like, hate him? Like, it's 
Sort of. The difficult part is like at UNC, right? Like the Kellys are like, there's a million Kellys and they're all Calvert Hall guys. And Always, so they're all naturally dude. best friends with Apple. So it's like anytime anyone's like, yo, Apple's kind of a scumbag. It's like, well, oh, well, actually he's the man. You would like him if you knew. <laughs> and I like him. Like I worked camp with him. Like me and, me and him get along really well. Like whenever yeah. we hang out. So like I have no issues with it. But I would say, yeah, probably he was like talked about in terms of like, you know, they got – this guy, you know, he'd probably name him in terms of just like watch you got watch out for him. But yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. interesting. I, I never because I always see yeah he's like golfing with Stephen Kelly like every weekend. So yeah, I guess like having that guy and a couple other Calvert Hall guys there to defend would really quell that hate because there was nobody defending Connell in the Notre Dame locker room. So uh, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah, is what it is. All right, so we'll we'll rip through these quick ones. So going on the UNC page, I saw that you had some of the worst answers to like layup questions in the history of profile pages. Um, if you possessed the gift of time travel, you would go back to Lincoln Financial Field on Memorial Day 2016. Really, you would just relive that before stopping Hitler? Kind of a scumbag move. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, in the... Uh... Yeah, when you're answering that at 6.15 in the morning before practice, it's just... Oh, making the excuses, making the excuses. Oh, 100%. Would you change Never that Never take blame. Never take blame. Yeah. <laughs> Always deflect. What was that? Would you, you change go to that the future. Now? One more time. If you possess the gift of time travel, what would you do with it? I'm giving you a chance for to redeem yourself. Oh, right now? Yeah. Try to stop Coney. <laughs> Dude, legend. Fuck That's Coney. a good answer. I'm just, yeah, I mean, if you got to pick, yeah, you got to choose one of the bad guys. You can't stop uh, all of them. You go to Back to the Future, you go to the future, you get a sports almanac, you come back, and then you bet on every sporting event and you know the answers. That's the, that's always the right answer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Cody was the thing like a decade ago. So I could take one from now back then, have information about like the 80s and 90s or the future or whatever, whatever the math works like that. And doesn't work that way. Well, yeah, you could do both actually. It just says yeah. time travel. So yeah, you can stop Cody, you can stop Hitler, and then you can make a bunch of money gambling on stuff you already know. That's yeah. where my head goes every time now. I'm big best the future. Supreme man. leader after that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the person in history you would want to have dinner with the most is Austin Pafani. Really? You wouldn't want to have dinner with Hitler and talk him out of him? <laughs> I wouldn't. See, see, near him. I'm a I would. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't want to have dinner with that guy. Do you stick with Austin Pafani or do you have a redemption shot? Um, I'll stick with that. All right, I put him on Mount, my Mount Rushmore. Good dinner. Yeah, I got yeah dude. I mean, you hyped him up like he was the president of the United States. Yeah, so I, guess, I, I, like, I got that's I got a good answer. answer. That's fair. All right, and then the last one. The best movie you've ever seen on a lacrosse road trip is The Lincoln Lawyer. Did you mean to say Gladiator? Because that's like the iconic one. No, because we that was the number one rule was no movies that people have seen more than twice. It was like you got it. Like freshmen have to pick movies that – maybe people have only seen once or they have to go to Redbox and get like new recently out movies. Really? Yeah. That that's would, a, that's a great rule because we just kept recycling you the hits. I mean, yeah, you can name them all. Like there's a million movies. There's Lincoln Lawyer is a sick movie, Nick. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's a phenomenal movie. Matthew McConaughey going off. It's I sick. had never seen it before. So my first time seeing it on the bus, I'm like, this is a, this is a fantastic great movie. movie. So yeah, probably the best quality movie I've seen. In terms have of you guys ever quality, heard of the movie? Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Birdman with Michael Keaton? No. Yeah. It's a weird fucking movie. But the reason I bring it up is because one yeah, time. Good, good sick story. One time Coach Desco 
pick the movies and he picked Birdman. And like, Nick, I mean, I'm not going to do it justice explaining it, but it's like, basically this guy is kind of going crazy. He used to play a movie role of a superhero called Birdman. And he's like being haunted by the superhero version of himself. It, it was like the worst movie we've ever seen. And we're like driving down to play UNC. That's why we, that's why I gave up 16 goals to UNC at the ACC. <laughs> I'm watching fucking Birdman. I actually have a pretty decent Desco story. Let's hear it. Yeah. So I, more. You don't, yeah. Don't wait for our permission. When, so I like Syracuse asked me to come up and visit. I talked to Coach Rogers. Oh, oh sick brag, sick You brag. fucking scumbag. It's so much better than saying I was under-recruited and no one liked me. It is true. Let Max true. Adler take that one. Yeah, so, I, you know, whatever. Went to Syracuse. Coach Rogers tore me. Went into Coach Desico's office. He goes, what's your name? What position do you play? Where are you from? And do you have a highlight tape I could watch? And I literally gave it to him. And he All watched business. it. He watched the highlight tape in front of me in silence and then addressed me afterwards how'd that go did he address you like all right what's it, up it was, it was really awkward i'm not gonna lie that's well, how we he pretty, started off like he we had he, pretty good lsm so we didn't he really had no idea there. who i was yeah boy that's a yeah, fucking he, i don't know if he had to yeah. have known who you were if you were on campus I feel like that's just a great mind game. Like, hey, he's got to know. He's, he's the kind of guy who um, he's got to get to know you before he, before he, he uh, no, I mean, the name might not come ever. Like, he used to call my buddy Jay McDermott 88 until he was like a senior. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he, he's got to get to know you before he builds a relationship between the two of you. So I feel like first time meeting recruiting, that's he's not, not the guy for that, but he'll throw in a couple one liners. We had a great That's relationship. Cool. Like he just like he's a funny guy, but you got to like get under the hood first. Everybody that plays for him loves him. But, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Dude, so oh wait, you got another? No, we went through all the questions. Um, so we kind of breezed over. Obviously, you mentioned uh, Lincoln Financial Field Memorial Day 2016. You can tell us all about that, but first I have to ask: like, there's no way that you or at least some people in the locker room thought that you guys were going to win the national championship that year. So like, when did you turn it around and think like, yeah, we could probably win this. Um, ooh, after Kluge hit the shot in the finals, I thought, Ooh, wow. This <laughs> now, um, I, I literally like my parents were like planning to come down the day after the selection show. Like we were golfing that morning. I totally remember being like, yep, we're not getting in like based off of, you know, whatever teams were at the time there. Um, I don't even think our coach knew. And like, I know sometimes nowadays, like coaches will get like a text or a heads up a little bit ahead of time. Like, Hey, this is the bracket or like, but. It, oh, really? It, I didn't know that. The, the way he reacted, coach Bresci like jumped out of his seat. Like he had, that was the first time he had heard it. So yeah, it was, that was crazy. So, so you really got, you guys were just like riding high, like happy to be here kind of thing. Happy to be, well, we, we kind of, we got lucky in like our, I mean, we beat the shit out of you guys back to back weeks. And I was like, these kids suck. And well, we, we played Marquette easy. first round, who upset Denver. Like, and they had a good team, like Jake Richards, Liam Burns. But like, yeah, yeah, we just they were a new new enough program where like we thought like we had more talent. We ended up winning by one goal. It ended up snowing in Milwaukee in May in that playoff game. Impossible, <laughs> awful place. day. Did you did you have to get like dressed under the bleachers in like a tent? Under the bleachers, I remember one of the guys on our team waved to some parents as the game as the game ended, and the parents like came to our locker room to like yell at us and tell our coach. 
And our coach was like, get on the bus. No one's showering. We're going to the airport. We're going home. Yeah. Like, it, we're done. Let's leave. I remember those Big East days were pretty rough. It'd just be fucking Drexel and Marquette, snowing, cold, shitty. Parents suck. So that that's the last team I would ever want to see in the playoffs is, is a Marquette or a Drexel. Yeah, so we got them, you know, beat them by one goal. Ended up playing Notre Dame second round, like huge rivalry game, like could go obviously either direction. You know, we win that Columbus and then Loyola with Pat Spencer as a freshman upset like the number two seed Denver at the time. So they weren't ranked. So it was like, oh, we're playing a team that's unranked. We're not ranked. Like we have maybe have a shot at this one too, fellas. Won that and it was like, holy cow, we had to be Maryland one time. And yeah, kind of just... It really just, just seemed to happen. Like, everything lined up kind of, like, in the perfect scene. I mean, when you guys beat the shit out of Loyola, I was like, this is a completely different team. Because that Loyola team was nasty. Yeah, I was like, Pat, Pat and Romar. I would yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, uh, I, did you have uh, Pat that game? Um, no, nah, I think Pafani did. Pitt was, like, our number one guy for at least the first two years. You were, LS, you were the LSM, like, until, yeah. what, your junior year? Yeah, my, when Piff graduated my junior year, I moved down low. So, yeah. God, Piff, good fucking memory, Evan. Jesus. I mean, he wasn't even on Lacrosse the scouting report, La- so that's how I knew. Lacrosse yeah. professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Evan, anything else we need to touch on for college days? Well, dude, you fucking won the game, so walk us through, like, the, oh, yeah, the, the post-game and winning and shit like that. I mean, this is close yeah. we get to, like, Stanley Cup NHL story, so. I don't know when, like – so the fact that our girls also won the day before, like just set it up. Like they played Maryland the day before they won. They canceled their flight home just so they could stay and come to our game. So like That's they sick. were in the hotel, like they like wished us like good luck. Like they were front row of like the little section, like we knew where they were. Um, so obviously, you know, game ends, both teams have to come home. And it was probably like three or four days of just, no laws like i remember again not to name names like you know people were just falling asleep on like you know the like on the stoop outside of a house like people were just really it was a nightmare like fortunately enough we were able to rent out the bar that night and like you just had to wear your natty champ shirt to get in so like, i guess that was like the only really cool perk that's kind of sick served me because i was again 19 or 18 at the time but you know i got to go to the bar that time but now nah, it was oh. just Three or four days. Like, it was – there was no one on campus because it was the end of the year. I mean, it's Yeah, like, that's true. So, like, it was – that was kind of, like, the bummer was, like, there was – like, after a while, it was, like, okay, the same, you know, 100 people have been, you know, raging all together in one location for so long. Like, we all just got worn out after two or three days. And, yeah, we went home. But Only, was, two, or three, only two or three days yeah. losing at age 18. After 72 <laughs> hours straight of partying, we just kind of yeah. got fired. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Any highlights from that? Any heroes from that that night? Or those nights? Um, again, don't know if I can give, like, stories without incriminating. But, again, that's why that post-game, post-national championship is why Jake Mathai earned his spot on the championship Hall of Fame. Fair enough. We'll, get, we'll leave it up to imagination. Yeah. He earned his stripes that, that, yeah. that night. I mean, even every time we lose, I have, like, burnt my mind one, like, each year when you lose, like, the quarterfinals or the first round in some cases, uh, like, exactly who the biggest weapons were. Like, I have burnt my mind just, like, those kids taking it at the extra mile. So, I'm sure you have uh, – Postseason yeah, losses are the best nights of the – The best. best nights Dude, of the 
honestly, I'll say it again. I probably said it before. When we lost to Brian in 2014, the first round, I was just a sophomore. It was the best night I had in college because everyone was still <laughs> the graduation was the day, the day of it. So graduation happened. We lost to Brian in the first round of the dome. And then everyone was still on campus and we were able to like party our asses off. It was like the drunkest I've ever seen Billy Ward, Nick, who I know, you know, like it was like, like that's who is in my mind as a 2014 MVP who was like a dark horse, honestly, but he, he, ran, with, after the he ran with MVP. I had a big play. I grew a beard the entire season. Oh, and I, I should never forget this. I grew a big red beard. Everyone on the team called me red lightning. Remember red lightning oh yeah, yeah the florida state guy yeah 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 so i was my nickname was red lightning i remember we were on a losing streak and i put it on the board like should i shave my beard before notre dame because like it's not lucky and like only one vote was yes and everything else was no and then we beat you guys by one of the dome but i literally will never forget billy ward's face after we lost to bryant with my buzzer shaving my face and he's like poking me in the eye with a buzzer I'm like, Dude, you gotta stop he's like fucking rip my face open but i let him shave the whole thing fucking a man that's fantastic <laughs> i kind of want to do you have a picture of you with the beard i have a picture of yeah i got i got plenty all right we'll, uh, we'll have to post that yeah me versus red lightning <laughs> All right, beauty. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's jump to the pros here. And again, like in the same way that we started off college with what a scumbag. Um, jump to the pros. My, the, the, I think the very first interaction we may have ever had was you cross-checking my helmet to Mars in the Blaze fight. And I constantly go back whenever I recap that story. I'm like, it wasn't that Blaze body slammed me. It's that Troy Ray was a dickhead when Sergio Berkovic was on the ground. Fine. But it was you cross-checking my head clean off. We can blame up. someone else. We can go farther back. We can blame, um, we can blame Coach Nat for subbing in Perkovic, who dodged on Glacini, who tackled him, who caused Troy to hit him, which caused you to get in the fight. I see. Troy Ray was the only person that took it too far. I was like, Sergio, that dodge, like fair, you're going to get tackled. Like if that's how you're dodging, yeah. someone's going to tackle no, you. I, I didn't heard. even blame Glacini. I was like, you're seem like a hardo, so that tackle kind of fits what I think of you. And then Troy Ray hacks him, and then you cross-check me up. Do you ever feel bad for that? Do you regret knowing that the great guy that I am today? Do you ever regret? Yeah, that? I know that was that was. I do feel bad. <laughs> I do feel bad because that was just so aggressive, so fast for not a not a good reason. I hadn't even done anything. I was like walking over to like address him, and I was like kind of pushing him, and then just boom. So were you guys just like having a bad day? I never got it from anybody else's perspective besides Blaze. But are you guys like overprotective of Troy? Like what, what's the deal here? No, I, to be honest, like kind of like what I said about Cav, I just came out of college, like with such a mentality of like, everyone hates me. I have to be such a hardo and just like yeah. crush people. It. And then I remember my O coordinator at UNC texted me before the bubble and was like, you don't have to be a hard out. Like you don't like you're a good enough player where you don't have to do that. And I was like, all right. He literally it's actually he bad for the team if you do that because you're a good defenseman. I think he literally said like you're too good of a player to be a scumbag was like his exact words. And I was in my my first year I definitely played. And you just deleted that man. text message and went into the bubble. <laughs> no, I said you you're right. I need to stop being an ass. <laughs> Threw his phone in the, the river head. and shaved the sides of his head. <laughs> Yeah, come on, playoff haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> Who did that? You? 
now I got, I asked, I just asked the guys at Georgetown. I was like, who cuts hair? And kid raised his hand. He's like, I got it. Let's go. Give me. I wanted just like a fade. Did you cut him after lying that he cut hair? I, yeah, I wanted a fade on the sides. And he was like, I think I'm going to take the zero a little bit higher. And I was like, all right. <laughs> he took the zero all the way. The zero didn't stop. Well, you own it, dude. I'll, I'll give you the fact that you own it. I don't know if many people can, but yeah, I it's decided, definitely I'm a look. The back of it, I'll try to salvage it after the year. Yeah, I mean, I'll just pick against you guys, and then you guys will win, and then you can shave your whole head. Don't well, I have the whips. I have the whip snakes future, so there you go. I, got, I should bet on you guys, the and then the Evan special. Yeah. Yep, that's what we specialize in. <laughs> All right. So, what was a more heartbreaking loss? Would you say in the bubble? Was it the Redwoods to the whip snakes, or was it you guys to the whip snakes in the championship? Um, I mean, us to the whip snakes in the finals. Yeah. Because uh, we, we were the more heartbreaking because we had to stay in Utah longer than you guys did. That was a tough, I was that, very excited to hit the road. That was the biggest, out of that hotel. the biggest punishment of all was that we stayed longer in Utah for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I, uh, I mean, did you stay on the field and watch them celebrate like the, all those clout chasers do? No, I, I literally, as soon as the game was over, I asked Seth Tierney, are we shaking hands or can I go inside? He said, you can go inside. I turned and literally went away. I was like, I, I Zed dropped six on my head. I needed to get away before I killed somebody. <laughs> how many, uh, how many dudes were in one hotel room that night drinking? Hallway. Oh, it was the hallway party? Hallway. Dude, because when we, we lost, there were still that night, we though. couldn't, we couldn't like commingle in the hallway because that would have spread COVID. So everybody packed into one room, and we just got baloneyed. So they they let the whip snakes stay at the facility and did some like sponsor, like the Pink Whitney thing or whatever, and we just bust right back to the hotel. There was like one person that worked for the PLL there that they were just like, all right, boys, like <laughs> the bus leaves at this time. Do it. Like, do you, but like that game played it. It was like 1230 East coast. So it was like 1030 Utah time. So like most of us left at like eight o'clock that night and took like red eyes, like flew home at some point that day. So it was oh, like, no a hallway. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was like a hallway thing for a while, but then it was a lot of guys were just in the position of like, I feel terrible. I've been here for so long. Like I'll still have time to, you know, hang out, reminisce with the boys, but then like, yeah. I, need to, I need to go home. That's fair. I, I would have gotten on a red eye if that was, a, if that was available. Yeah. I think I was like, a, you know, whatever, 11 o'clock. So I had from, you know, 1230 Utah time to, you know, get, get my, get my sad drinking in, <laughs> which is always the best kind. Oh yeah. So you mentioned after the uh, like last year's championship, but I'm curious, do you have a, now that the season's ending, do you have a favorite night so far, the PLL season? Um, this year, honestly, has been not great travel. They've been getting people out on like some kind of crazy flights. Like I've been on a lot of red eyes. So I haven't, I've probably only stayed over like once this year. No shit. Really? Yeah. What was that? In Boston the first night in the first weekend that's literally the only time i've stayed they because like we've played like sunday games we've played like the early shift because like we never play the late primetime game like so we play the early one and then we're done and it's like all right the game ends at six and they're like all right we'll put you on the 11 15 red eye home from wherever yeah. we are yeah i get those all the time i would say the first year 
Honestly, Albany is sneaky a good time. Shut the fuck up, dude. dude. <laughs> now, Albany, we went out in Albany the first time. And maybe it was just because at the time our team was like, we had a lot of Albany guys. So, like, the crowd was around us more. But it did seem like there was a lot of people, whatever. I don't even know the name of the place we went to. I just remember yeah. that being, like, one of the better nights that we went out. Yeah, huh. I mean, when Placid was in Saratoga, Placid was technically – in Albany, which is like 20, a 20 minute to 30 minute drive from Saratoga. So <clears throat> I think a lot of people stayed in Albany, but we stayed in Saratoga and I could not have wanted to get out of place faster than Albany. It was like, it's the biggest shithole in the world, but I'll take your word for it. I'd rather I mean, be in Saratoga. But... One night we went, yeah. I, I you probably got... ended up in Saratoga and I have no idea. <laughs> The, the we were supposed to play up there this year. I, I was sitting on the plane to go up to Albany, and the uh, woman at Uni- American American, I want to slander them correctly, came on and was like, "Hey, we need Jack Rowlett and name like five other people to go up." Like your tickets are invalid, so I ended up doing the drive from Virginia to Albany this year. That was what? Jesus, dude! Brutal. How far yeah, is that? What? It's like six and a half. How do your How do your tickets get invalid? She was just like, we overbooked it. She said, we overbooked it by 12 people. Unfortunately, like, your the entire PLL. Was, <laughs> she was like, your ticket was one of the last guys booked. It was, luckily, the kid, there's kid Tanner Cook, who's a UNC kid. He played for a couple games this year with us on the chaos or whatever. He was on that flight, got pulled off too. So they gave us vouchers. Like, we got like, I think like a thousand bucks maybe or something like that. But six and a half hours up six and a half hours back down after the game like i would you, okay then call the cops because i'm not leaving this plane voluntarily Literally, yeah you, we're making the news if that if they try to do i that. know but i don't want to be like the on-camera mask guy on the airplane like those people look so bad on the internet these days yeah that is that was like really hot there for a second was people just <laughs> taking videos of people on planes and just killing them so that's actually a very good strategic decision Dude, so the viral vi- – sorry, not to tell another random story, but <clears throat> Nick, you know all about my terrible New Orleans trip. Oh, yeah. The kids the kids who flew back to Texas, so Nick Weston, whose bachelor party it was, there's like a viral video of a fight on that flight. And they it's spirit? They're re- I don't know what they were, but they're sit- they're all sitting right there. Like five of my buddies are like getting body thrown on time and guys throwing punches, and that's like one of the most viral videos of the year. Dude, Just to add to the New Orleans trip, getting in a fight Seven. on a plane. I could, on a plane, I throwing punches, never... throwing haymakers. It also got broken up, and one guy like turned around and was fine, and the guy runs back at him and punches him in the back of the head, and, like tees <laughs> off on him. It was like that scummy of a fight on a plane. All right, Suck hundreds of witnesses. Fired up. We'll put it in the group chat. Evan, I'm going to Evan. I'm going to New Orleans for a bachelor party in October. So if you got a, if you got like a favorite bar or restaurant spot, I might need a. Oh, you need a recommendation? My, I might. Don't need- go. <laughs> what? What yeah. week in October? Do not play? go. Uh, like the ninth, tenth, whatever. There's like uh, a holiday. I was there. It was late. I'm gonna be there November 9th uh, on LSU's campus doing some uh, some coaching. So if you want to come on, I know I saw you in uh, the LSU with like your little cute photo shoot at the bubble. I remember that. Um, oh yeah, like Tyra Matthew. That's a good jersey, Evan. Back me up. Tyra Matthew yeah, that's LSU. Great, that's a great jersey. Yeah, seven. He was like one of the. He was probably like first three sevens. Now they pass it down to everybody. I think that's a good jersey. Well, I was like, no, I was like walking by, and Jack's like, no, 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 get my get me get a better angle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my, oh so my. I always thought you were an LSU fan. That was just because Honey Badger was sick. Yeah, that was just like, uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, the amount of jerseys I have that like make no sense. I have like an Eric Berry Chiefs jersey, and like for no reason. <laughs> 
You don't Sweet have those. Is that the dude that beat cancer? Yeah, it is, which makes uh, it even sicker. But I honestly, oh. if I'm being honest, I got it before. You had no that. idea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was nasty before that, too. So it was a cool jersey. All right. Well, um, hey, invitation to LSU still applies if you want to come and wear that jersey in the natural habitat. Um, I remember when Syracuse played uh, LSU in football, there were more LSU jerseys on campus than there were Syracuse jerseys just because the big, LSU jerseys were cooler. Yeah. <laughs> it, purple jerseys, I mean, they're going to sell out yeah. more than any, any. I mean, guys got like Odell Beckham college jerseys versus, yeah. you know, what, Eric Dungy? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, seeing him I think, uh, next week. Friend so. of the pod. Oh yeah. But yeah, cousin's wedding. Um so we're kind of we're pseudo on the topic of fights and wow, what a great transition because I have so many questions about this one. Uh hashtag nosegate. So if you're a if you're a listener of this pod and you follow us on Twitter and you don't know what nosegate is, you don't really deserve to, you know, you know, I'm not, you're not a, a follower. Listener. You're not a listener or a yeah. follower. And then we're gonna block you. But so you get in a scrap, which is classic Rowlett towards the end of the game, Rabel throws a a helmet and it completely blows up your face, which you look great, by the way. I don't want to say that your nose looks bad. doesn't look great. The hair really pulls away from it. (laughs) Strategic, strategic haircut. (laughs) He has the Zorro nose. That's unbelievable. What can I fuck up? What can I fuck up more? My nose or my hair? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. You give us your side of the story, and then we'll pepper you with our assumptions and questions. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't – I told him right after it happened I didn't really care, like, that it was – that we got in a fight or whatever. Like, he I mean, was I, up. Like, <laughs> me and you got a fight. I'm glad that that could be resolved. Like, all right, from my point of view, exactly what happened. Troy Ray, scumbag. He's a little scuffly, little sniveling yeah, guy. I – I like him. He's a good dude, but I will always slander him. He's, he's fully able to get slandered. So yeah, he shot the ball or whatever. They got in a little argument. Um, Paul and, you know, starts pushing down there. It was literally just like super bang, bang. And like, hel- I grabbed his helmet, like, and was ripping his, like, just as hard as he was. Helmets came off, whatever. Mine came back. Whatever. He, I know how, like, I, I do think he felt really bad based off of like, like, I mean, he was calling me, like, and checking in, like, yo, are you feeling all right? Are you doing good? Like, yeah, because he knew we were coming out. I, I didn't think, yeah. that, I, yeah, I didn't you're think welcome. Going to, and I think the fact he did, like, you know, he was, I do think he felt bad. And again, my whole point is, like, I think fighting should be in the league. Like, I think it should be hockey. Like, I'm on board with it. So, that being said, like, the other thing is, if we're going to judge people for every on field decision they've ever made, some people might have bad things to say about me. So I'm going to just say that on-field actions are, we're good. So you I, throw, I just you keep it on the field. At someone's go, face, you Miles Garrett somebody yeah. and sent them off the field? <laughs> Again, shit happens on the field. <laughs> shit happens on the field. All right. Well, so uh, I guess I'm just curious. You got fined for that, that game, right? I did. I got a fine for um, uh, pushing uh, Maddie Palem like afterwards, like in a. Oh no, shit! I didn't know that. That I thought it was just about like for the scrum. No, no, I didn't get fined for the fight. They told me that again because they're like the pillows in a sense. They're like you know you can. There's like our minor rules of fighting, and it, it is a little gray. But they're like what you did was legal, fighting wise. Yeah. They said where well, you're in trouble is like in the get the fuck off me match. 
Yeah. You pushed, like you like moved aside Maddie Pym. And I watched the video and I did, and I called him right away. And like, we, you know, Maddie, he's, he's the, the greatest man. guy, the of greatest all time. guy. He was yeah. like, Jack, I don't even remember it happening. You're cool. I'm sorry that this is going on. The league was like, Hey, like we understand that this is it. And the fine was very minimal. Like they were like, you know, we just have to make a note here that touching refs and that you, you assaulted did. a referee. Yeah. They're like you did, you move basically like he put, like put his hands out and I just gave him like the double swim move, like uh-huh. move both your hands, like getting around. So they're like, yeah, can't do that. I was like, all right, maybe a little ticky tack, but like better how, than. How mad were you that you had to miss a game though? I mean, I feel like that's, I, that when, was, when I saw that you missed a game, that's when I was like, he has to be fined. The precedent is set that you can mash someone's face in with a helmet and get off pretty much scot-free with a slap on the wrist. So nah, like, I'm was, curious as the. Yeah. My head was just banged up. I literally, I went to the, uh, I, and it honestly could have been like half just like, like either my head or my nose, whatever it was. Like I went to work out like a couple of days, probably Wednesday before, whatever day rosters are due. Cause Towers was like, I need to know if you feel good. So I went to ride the bike, like felt really shitty, called Towers. I was like, I feel bad right now. I probably be straight for game day. Like, just want to be honest with you. Like if I show up and I stink, 18 guys is really hard to play with. Like if I just totally melt out there. So right. He was like, yeah, you're good. Um, they brought Matt Reese in, which was, I'm glad he got to play. I mean, he's, you know, served the country. So, you know, obviously a stud and uh, yeah, he played for a game and then came back the next, I came back the next game. Got it. All right. Well, shit, you're handling it a lot better than I would, because I would be explode. I would be saying like, I almost died. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have to get plastic surgery. You know, I, I'd be making a whole stink of it. So give us, give us this, give us a spark notes of the, uh, the phone calls. Was he just like super apologetic or like explaining the situation and shit? Right. He, he like, honestly, like, again, he never once really was like, he never tried to like blame someone else. He was literally like, yo, he was like in my mindset on the field, it wasn't to hit you. It was like, I had your helmet and I was just like chest passing it. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, that's fair. And he was like, and I didn't want to hit you. I feel so terrible. Like he, I do really, again, like I said, I do think he felt bad. Like, and I, I've talked to him afterwards. I don't really like, I'm not. Yeah, he wanted to give you the. Him. You want to give me like the take your fucking helmet back kind of thing. Yeah, it was more things. like you yeah. hold your shit, not me. Like yeah. I'm not holding your shit. Yeah. And then he hung up the phone and started laughing diabolically. Yeah. He pulled a fast one on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm lying and, and making stuff up just to embellish everything because that's what we do. Again, we're a slander podcast. So, all right. Well, that's a uh, that's a pretty decent wrap up. Uh, but again, like it's tough for me not to judge you. And think of you as, you know, some guy who's out there assaulting Matty Palum. That, that guy's a saint, and you tried to kill him pretty much, is what I heard. He's the man. I mean, he's a Syracuse guy, yeah. so he's yeah, like a total legend. I saw he ref- Palum's at the he hotel bar asking everybody. He was refing in fucking Saratoga, like while refing the PLL. Like, I don't even know how he fucking did it. He was refing Yeah. I mean, you guys probably had a fucking bye week. Lord knows you had a, uh, at least within a two weeks span, you had a bye week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was there, but I talked to him for a little bit. But he's like still super involved with with Q, so he's a he's a good one. Nice, good dude. He, uh, yeah, he was he was getting, I wouldn't say hammer, but he was certainly pumping beers down with my dad and uncle before uh, before an MLL championship. And every time he comes over, he's like, you know, how's that Uncle Dino of yours? And I'm like, I can't believe you remember his name after four years and one night of a bar in Dallas. The guy's a legend. Speaks to um, his character. Yeah. 
So, all right, I have a couple more questions about the pro league, the PLL. Specifically, I think the Chaos are like the cringiest fucking team like the last three weeks. I, I'm public about it. I have no qualm saying it to your face. This whole like, you know, 3.2 or 13%, like everybody fucking doubted us. Everybody can suck our dicks. Like, do you really think that fans would have bet you when you guys were like not in the primetime games and all that shit? Is that like what you're truly leaning into as a team? Or are they just cherry picking like the the couple clips of the 13%? I'm glad you added that at the end because I do think you were aware of how easily a 30 second clip is edited together. So bad, dude. Like, (laughs) Because, like, I mean, you know, like, they'll be on the field. They're like, what do you have to say to the 3.2%? And you just respond with the three point. You like, you just use that word first. Boom. Yeah. You're in the clip. <laughs> I think part of it's that. I think part of it is just, like, Towers does get you juiced up. Like, I'll be honest. I've heard a lot of pregame speeches, like, through football, through lacrosse. You hear good, like, motivational. He gets me going better than anybody. So, he, of course, like, He's shouting at the game. He's like, no one likes you. No one cares about you. No one wants you to be here. No one cares if you make it home. And it's just you're like, ugly. You're, you're fat. You have a small dick. Oh, like, hey, coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I like, you know, you're at the professional. Again, like you've heard so many pump-ups. So like, he still gets gets us going. It's just like, he seems like the man. We, then, do you think he would come, come on? You think he'd come on the pod? We're trying to get him on. Probably. I, I think he probably would. If you guys win, he definitely will. We got to have him on as like a championship review. Well, it's so one of the the thing is, like, his best stories are like the ones that he's not going to tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, trust me. I know all the the AT rumors. I got them all in my back pocket. If he doesn't come on, I'll start leaking them. You're fixing to be a blackmail. (laughs) Blackball him into coming on. Um, No, so it was funny because I I really get the sense from the chaos that uh, it's, we were talking about it last episode about how um, Jared Newman always comes off the bus dressed like, you know, a clown or whatever. And like people will like tag us and like kind of talk some shit because we talk some shit and our followers are dipshits, but he always like likes the comments and is like super aware of it, which makes us actually like him and completely talk less shit. So I feel like that's almost an embodiment of the chaos where like I text Max Adler and I'm like, yo, this 3.2% is like the dumbest thing ever but he's the easiest guy of all time to rattle. So I guess it's just really good to hear that you're leaning into the bit and it's more editing. And, uh, and also who would win in a fight, me or Max Adler? Fight. Oof. I don't know. Max Adler has some of the best triceps I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's all he does. Like he, he lifts and he pumps weight and he's a hard stretches. Yeah. You think of bench for me or Max Adler. Ooh, probably Adler. No, it's Adler. What? Dude, you're just, you're <laughs> underrated. Do you follow me on Instagram? You see me? I do follow you on Instagram. Do you yeah. post gym, do you post gym stories? I don't know if, I don't follow no, you. No, I don't, I don't post gym stories. I don't post gym stories. It's just Evan's cut. Evan's just, yeah, yeah, grind dude, season. Whatever. I can bench more than Max Adler. And you could save the ball better than his brother too. That's definitely true. And now if I played in this gun on me, if I played in this day and age, dude, I'd be like in the PLL like forever. After we just <laughs> talked about how Jack and his team scored 17 goals in a row. Dude, it was one bag. It wasn't in a row. It was one bad game. I'm not allowed to have one wow. bad game. Yeah. That's Michael Jordan had bad games. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you're getting blackballed. It's bullshit. Um, all right. So another, uh, obviously we got the championship coming up with the whip snakes. What's your uh, plan of attack for preventing Zed Williams from blatantly thumbing the ball for an entire game? I mean, you're going to hate my answer to this. Is it just I, I, don't, I don't care. Like I cheat when I play, I grab yeah. people. I like scum people. Yeah, no, no, no. That was our, that was our take too. Yeah. Like I, I cheat pretty much like every time there's a clip that like I, I'm going to expose myself. There's a clip that PL put out and it's like, I played great defense. You don't see me against Grant and Met in the first round of playoffs. I blatantly grab his stick with my free hand and pull it and the ball falls out. And it just happens <laughs> quick enough where you don't see it. And they even put the clip on there and said, I played great. And Grant knew what happened. He was yelling at me. And again, I cheated. So like, I can't again, tell people that they Please shouldn't do things like that. If I'm going to go out and like, hold your, hold your stick or do things like it's across. It's fine. I think it's cool. But you've gotten, you've gotten caught before doing that over the course yeah. of a year, you get it's caught. That happens. It whatever, happens. whatever it may be. He's, he hasn't been called for coming the ball yet since he's been in the league and he's been doing it for two years. So that's the other side of it. I get what you're saying. And that's what we said. Everybody cheats as part of the game. Ball. I mean, it's what does cool that say about my personality or like my juice, like, my balls and being a man. If I go up to Maddie Pale, I'm like, excuse me, that's thumbing the ball. Can you please call that? Like that just makes me look like the biggest dork ever. Like I would no, but you're trying to I would have done that in one second. You're trying to win. Okay, what are you fucking mean? Yeah. If you can get the ball back, if you can get the ball back against the whip stakes next week, because again you have a bye week in the middle of fucking playoffs. Who knows why? If you can get the ball back against the whips by telling the reps that Zed's thumbing it, you're not gonna do it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. You would definitely do it, dude. What are you I talking about? That's how you fuck. He, the he's a man he's, with the code. I would, Evan. I would rather dude, the, the same myself. way. The same I would way he's just cheat and grab his stick with my free hand or like lift like. And I then you're gonna get called for it though. And then it, then they get a man up. Then what do you do? <laughs> and, you know, it's I, you know it's a lose lose. You're so you're right. Like it's it's so you crappy. Got, I mean, it just it's the same way playing in the mud. Like oh, you're being a tattletale. Well, he's playing in the mud, putting his thumb on the plastic, which I'm fine with. If it does get, if it gets called once in a while, but he never gets called for it. So that's my take. I love cheating. I love cheating in all sports. I think it's hilarious. Like, I think like drawing fouls in basketball is hilarious and makes the refs look stupid. I think cheating in hockey is hilarious lacrosse, but you got to get caught once in a while. Otherwise it's not cheating. It's just like, you're getting away with the rules or breaking the rules. I, I, I can, I can see that. I'll agree with that. I will say before I forget, I was watching the games last weekend. They were like, Jack Rowlett has been having a great game. And they just posted clips of you off ball, like as the offense was moving it around. So yeah, I don't know if you got that sent to you, but it was like the funniest thing up, I've ever seen. They always flip to you right when you're not saying, like Glazer's the only person who doesn't stop talking. Everybody yep. else is like, yeah, let's see what they have to say. And it's just like the defenseman being quiet, not talking because they're exhausted. And, and it's like downtime too. Yeah, it's just like like you're standing next to your guy, the ball's in transition, like they're moving it down the alley. You don't really need to say anything. There's nothing going on yet. And it's like that's the time they picked like choosing and pan on me. It was the funniest little like three or four clips of literally you just like switching on the crease. And the like I think the announcers were expecting like on ball play, like, yeah, look at this. And they were like, Yeah, he's really in there, you know, being being a quarterback of the defense. And they just they <laughs> it was I, I'll have to try and see if I can dig that up and send it to you because it was it was comical. It was hilarious. I'm just like, yeah, I'm starting to be on the good side. There was a yeah. minute where I was not, so. 
Dude, you're starting to get a little bit of clout. Is that because you're starting to play better or were you literally slept on and disrespected by all of the lacrosse media? No, I just was not very good my first year. So you've just gotten better? Being in Georgetown, I just like practice with them every day and like do sixes and like do one-on-ones. It's like, yeah. You Dude, that was the best part. That. Like when you coach college, when I was at Air Force, I'd suit up every now and again. It was fantastic. Yeah, when not every day. was in better shape. But... And... Huh? Dude. Yeah, it, if a poll what? Gets hurt, you guys practice with the team? If the poll yeah. gets hurt, if we have a couple of polls hurt and they're like, yeah, we're doing six on six and the scout team like needs one more guy. Can you step in for like 10 minutes and play sixes? Yeah, sure. Like, like, do you fuck them up? No, nah, I mean, the goal is to just like, for yeah, me, you slide high and late. not get hurt and not hurt anybody else. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we had Caraway on our team last year. What am I going to do? Go high and late to Caraway? Coming from that? <laughs> well, I didn't mean fuck them up like physically. I meant like, do you like do you DFJ Caraway? Like he was probably. Yeah, I never, I never guarded him just because, like, again, lose lose. Either. Yeah, you don't, you do not need that. Yeah, he beats me. The whole team's like, I can't respect you anymore because you're not good enough to tell me what to do. Or I like beat him, and it's like, okay, congrats, coach, you're the man. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Our best player sucks. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was me, the best part. We you can give me a. You can give me an assistant coaching job for a million dollars. I don't think I would take shots after I graduated. Too many yeah, years of it. So yeah, dude, always, I, I get that. Way <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't even take shots when I was playing. I was like, I'm not doing this drill. Count me out. Dude, so what do you uh, – give us your, like, key game points to beat the whips. But don't oh. give us away your game plan because yeah. you have a bye week this weekend. Honestly, like, they – for as good of, like, talent and for as good of, like, skill players they have, like, they are – unfortunately they play really tough like jay carlson's like great example like dude picks up every ground ball in the middle they got a guy like Earhart nards like i think Earhart and nardella is like a similar unit to like the water dogs like withers courier rylan reese like in terms of just like how good the wings are and how many gbs they pick up i i think if we can compete in those areas compete off the ground and make like the gbs 50 50 i think then we have a chance I don't know. That's, that's what I, that's well, what I, I hope I so. About the whips. Like that was my least favorite thing is like, you have to play such a fucking well-rounded game to, to be in it because at the drop of a hat, Oh, we fall asleep for one face-off Earhart scores a two. We fall asleep on defense. Once their offense is going to score. We we're not dialed on offense. Their defense is going to stop you. Even if you get a good look, burn lower could get hot or now Fipsy's in too. So I was just like, it's just such a nightmare situation. I just always hated that it was like, oh, shit, we just played bad for 30 seconds and they they went on a five-goal run. Yeah, I mean, you saw it in the Redwoods game um, in the second round with the Whips. It's bullshit. That happened to us in the final last year. We were up 6-3 to three and Zed scores six in a row. Fucking runs, man, I tell you. Right so. yeah, yeah, with his thumb on the stick. Right on my head. Yeah, not great. I'm rooting for you guys, too. I honestly think I'm going to hedge happiness and bet on you guys and have the Whips in its future and, like, Maybe come out with money. That math doesn't work, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hedge. It's not, you're not coming out with money. You're coming out with less of a loss. Happiness, yes. I just got a text from Sound Guy, and he says, fuck, did you guys already talk about high school? I went 22 for 22 against Jack Rowlett's high school. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer was a FOGO, and he just he just said that he went 22 for 22 against your high school. Care to you comment? Went to? I'll ask him. <laughs> 
was the best answer. Should we? How old is he? Do, How, do, is he your guys's? Where is he? he I think he might have. I think he might have graduated in 2016. From high school? No, from yes. college. From college? Yeah. Yeah, ask him where he went to high school. That would, he would have been too old for me, but or maybe Did we would have one. Conestoga, maybe. No, he didn't go to Conestoga. He's from Virginia. Conestoga's in yeah. Yeah, but know. fuck, how does he know like for Zeno? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna Google him. I'm gonna oh, Google Delaware. Him. Delaware. This is, this is not great. This is not great. Uh, podcasting. no, this is the worst podcasting. But that's why go. Tyler. Oh, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say his podcast. name. I thought we were collegiate, oh, collegiate school. Collegiate Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, that's like an hour and a half away from us. We might, I don't know when we played them. That might be like in a fall thing or something. Damn, so Boy, he was an hour and a half just to give you the gas. That's that, crazy. Was, that was probably before I got there. He is anyway. not 175 pounds, by the way. I'd say he's probably 150. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, just know, um, suck it. Sound guy went 22 for 22 against you. Yeah. Sorry. Post game owns you, dude. I'm like three and one against UNC besides that one bad game. I don't know what Nick's record is, but I think I'm career pretty much one in seven against Syracuse. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Maybe two. You're welcome. Maybe two. Seven. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah, don't make the one loss on me. I, I never played you in the ACCs, I don't think, because I graduated in 15. I think it was just like uh, regular season. I think it was just like two and one. And then. You guys kicked our dicks in as soon as I started. As soon as I graduated, is that correlated? Probably, but you know, that's not for me to say. Yeah. Who's your favorite teammate on the chaos? Um. Oh, if we had this would be the last story we got to wrap up. Josh Bird actually, his first game at Hofstra for start after JUCO was my second game ever of college. No scouting report, just number 22, last name Bird. Oh. Scouting report, Juco lefty, Canadian. That's all it said. <laughs> Juco lefty, Canadian. I walk out there. Josh Byrne has a, like, uh, uh, it was like a, like, he, like, colored his hair, like, light blue, mul- like, mohawk mullet look. Drops, like, five on me. And I'm like, if I can't guard the Juco kid from Hofstra, I might not be able to play in D1. I was, like, playing <laughs> my whole life. You guys lost that game too didn't you oh yeah no he, yeah. he killed us and i'm like i can't i can't guard this kid i can't guard anybody like i hope yeah Dude, i thought that was the end of my career brutal draw juco lefty yeah i mean that's technically right but you're leaving out a lot of shit yeah dude i remember we, we we scrimmaged them we scrimmaged house every year and he was he was out there and we we're like who the fuck is this kid like we knew who everybody else was for the past like four five four three four years and then he was just the best player on the field we're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> That's like I had the same like come to Jesus moment with Josh Brand. He was just lighting my ass up. I, I would say I probably got close to answer your question. I probably got closest with him this year. We've done like camps and a bunch of stuff together. Who's your least favorite player on the chaos? Max Adler. <laughs> Who do I hate? No, Suck I it, Max. We're killing you this episode. Me. I can't wait for him to text me 45 times. Um I don't know. Least favorite. Troy, I mean, again, we can blame a lot of things on Troy Ray. So if we wanted to <laughs> put him there, again, I'm cool with that. All right, done. I'll, I'll we're, we're close time. enough. We're friends enough where he'll he'll know that's a joke. But or great he won't, answer. And then we'll be we'll hate each other forever. Either way. Got it. 
Perfect. Um, for the record, just to clarify, I called him like a slithery little guy earlier. That's just because he starts shit. That's not because I think he's a bad or mean guy. So we might have to have him on the pod because I'd love to kill him for his like social media presence. It's it's like a poorly pram, like poorly programmed AI bot that just says LFG chaos. Let's go at you, Albany greatest fans in the world at chaos like back to back to back so i might have that to fits into your like view of the cast so it was like just do the bare minimum that the pll makes you say yeah. and just like you don't want to do anything so you just put out what they tell you to put out yeah yeah Listen, I, I took, i'm a leader i'm not a follower i'm not a sheep so you know that's just maybe a big difference between you and i there it is. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help but talk shit, especially when it's oh, over it a screen is. and you can't punch me. Oh god, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, usually the way that we wrap up uh, these episodes is we kind of give you the floor. Um, the last question from us before I'll turn it over to you for just you know whatever charities you work with, whatever you want to plug, um, any shout outs you want to give is our intern Coolin. His family runs a, a food truck. Super weird, quirky dude. And he cooks every one of our guests' favorite meals. So he uh, last week, Justin Gutterding said penne alla vodka with uh, chicken parm. He cooked that and served it to people in a Trader Joe's parking lot in Philadelphia. What's your favorite meal that intern Coolin can cook? Um, shrimp and grits. Oh, wow. What a good Love answer. to hear that. He's going to melt down there. <laughs> I think that'd be interesting for him to make. I don't know if that's like something he's super familiar with. Probably not, but you better start cooking, Coolin. Um, so, all right, with that being our last question, any charities you work with, anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, just Winners Across. That's like, you know, I know the Redwoods have owls. Um, Winners Across out of D.C., they helped start up, like, some of the first lacrosse stuff I ever did as a little kid. So, obviously, super close to them. I've helped them. We've done a bunch of camps with them. So, yeah, Winners Across. I can send you guys the uh, stuff for that. Or yeah. Whatever. But, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been Real good time. Appreciate it. How have we stacked up against any other podcasts? Are we far and away number one? Yeah, I, I don't. I think I'm, I'm. I'm not like I don't get interviews. Like, after the fight, after the fight, the circuit, Rambo. Though. After the fight, I Rambo just Black did Ball one the other day. Pod. Yeah, like, again, I'm just becoming like hot boy summer. Like this. So this is, yeah, <laughs> well, no. you blew it with yeah. your haircuts. Number one, number yeah. one post game. All right, All so I actually I lied. I have one more question. Do you want me to pick against you this week or pick you guys? Your decision. If, if it's on the podcast for the record, you should pick the whip snakes. Okay. Because I like I like the juice. You like the juice. But do I get a ring if you guys win then for reverse jinx you guys to the championship? Because there's no way you would have done without me. Do, do, Nick, do they do rings? Yeah. If, if they do rings. Why, why yes. the fuck are you asking me? I've never, I yeah. don't know. I'd you got to ask, ask Earhart on the way. On the way yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. I, I will ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jake Bernhardt when I land up next to him if they have if he yeah. has rig if he does <laughs> I'll text you for your size okay like, text us at halftime yeah. thanks <laughs> all right well thank you Jack appreciate it good Absolutely, luck next time thanks man big thank you to Jack Rowlett for coming on uh, upon reflection maybe said the word scumbag uh, a little bit too much but you know that's the kind of mistakes that we're looking to make if you're going to make a mistake make a mistake going 100% so I'm not going to I'm not going to issue an apology, but uh, you know maybe I'll do a little inner reflection. But either way, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Sideline Swap. If you haven't been or at least browse Sideline Swap, 
uh, go do it right now. It's, it's been one of my favorite activities to do uh, since like, you know, high school or whenever sideline swap started, I just remember going and cruising and seeing which players were posting, what, what people were buying, selling everything like that. Um, so all your equipment, new, used, worn, not worn, autographs, not autographs, anything that you need from the lacrosse community, peer to peer, seller to seller, uh, seller to buyer, go to sideline swap for those needs. So thank you very much. And we will see you next week.